Hi everyone, welcome back to Humanity Jitsu Podcast. You're joined by myself, Con underscore Gracie, and Derek Wheatley, who is the host of the Wheatley Weekly Podcast. So uh, we're actually doing two uh, podcast hosts hosting a podcast right now. It's kind of it's a bit a bit of inception. It's actually episode seventy three, so we're we're getting up there into the three quarters of a hundred um, amount of episodes. So we're we're getting up there. How's it going, Derek? I'm very well, Con. Thanks for having me on. No problem, no problem at all. I was actually, um, for those of you who don't know, um, Derek Whitley runs his own kind of, uh, his own kind of podcast, and he he he's a white belt over in um, is it Fusion Athlone? Fusion Training Centre Athlone, yeah. Fusion Training Centre Athlone. I never, I can never remember the names of anywhere, of anywhere else. I'm fucking awful. Um, but yeah, no, he's a he's a white belt over there, and he's a he's a student over over and alone and he runs his own podcast uh kind of more for mental health and he just happens to do jiu-jitsu on the side um and then we we're actually chatting about this early before we start recording humanity one is kind of uh jiu-jitsu and mental health rather than mental health and jiu-jitsu it's kind of it's cool like that anyways but um yeah no tell us how uh tell us how you kind of started to get onto the podcast which came first the mental health podcast or kind of jiu-jitsu or how did that go uh jiu-jitsu came first um i started it uh but three and a half years ago now, and I um, obviously really got into it, but it was to improve my mental health is the reason I started it and to get yeah. to know some people. And um, my friend said that I'd have the right kind of frame of mind for jujitsu. And I guess uh, I, I got to know all these people and I started writing a, a blog on mental health and uh, I got some great responses from it. And, you know, people were very nice and people seemed to want to join in on the conversation. So, what I decided on then was to basically, uh, the best way to get it out then was to st- actually start a podcast and invite some people on, and that's that's how it mm. that's how it started anyway. Yeah. Um, who actually kind of you said your friends kind of guided you towards jujitsu and stuff, and then obviously the podcast kind of came along afterwards. Um, how how did your first class go, or how did you were you shitting yourself? Kind <laughs> yeah. of like I know I know it's kind of like starting new things, and we're going to go on to how you, when you started the podcast as well. Um, but how did it go starting your first jiu-jitsu class? Or um, did it take a week? Actually... <laughs> I was terrified. I really was. Now, um, because social, you know, um, anxiety is a big uh, thing, you know, and uh, to to go into a place on my own was was tough. Now, I had spoken to Martin, uh, my coach Martin Hickey, about it, and I said I spoke to him on the phone. I didn't know him at the time, and uh, I said I, I've I'm bipolar too. I've I'm really bad anxiety. And he said, listen, come in. So the first time I actually went in, I was uh, on my own. Or I was obviously on my own, but I wasn't taking part in the class. So I was just sitting there chatting to him. And uh, it kind of put me at ease a little bit, like put my mind at rest that it was going to be OK. There wasn't going to be people just killing each other. <laughs> yeah. You don't know, like, you know, especially like in a martial art uh, that I wasn't really familiar with. And uh, the first class then was a Saturday and there was a lot of... Um, a lot of people, like I was definitely the oldest there, but there was a lot of like uh, maybe uh, pe- like people your own age can, but then kids as well, you know, and I kind of got into that class and I was uh, drilling with one of uh, Ben Egan actually. And uh, it was just a nice kind of atmosphere, you know, and I think uh, I think the best thing I did, though, was to go in first and just to see what it was about. And, and then I was able to kind of uh, judge that maybe I should try one class. And and that's how Yeah, I guess that's how it happened from there. I am, um, you know. Yeah, no, I'd say I, this is a nice thing about kind of um, Martin Hickey's a great guy. I fucking love Martin mm. Hickey. Um, he's so funny. He's so funny as well. Um, but like, 
he's uh he's really really chill like you know so mm. i've chatted to him a few times actually i think i i fought one of his fighters there years ago at um midlands mma novice open thing basically, <laughs> basically before it was gamma yeah um, and uh i was actually chatting to martin an American, American Nicky loads, and then it turns out I was actually fighting one of his fighters. I was like, "Oh, what a dumbass!" <laughs> um, but no, he's a great character. I'd say, yeah. I'd say, being able to just kind of go in and chill out, like you know, was was as you said, it was a big help. Like you know, they're not just going to get smashed first class. Um, yeah, I'd I think that's what people are most afraid of. Yeah, for sure, and like, um, like what I had in my brain was these was going to be these massive lads just killing each other and yeah. it was a proper split uh male female um different size group di- different age groups and mm. like you said to be able to and i think like jujitsu coaches they have to be um or the ones that i've met are certainly like this but they have to be a certain way of there's almost like a calm to them and they need to be reassuring to the to the people that are are, are starting in there at least and then mm. like you kind of like you were saying about martin being funny don't i wouldn't i wouldn't say that too loud because he gets a bit carried away with himself, but like he's he's <laughs> one of he's one of those people though that like he will like take the piss out of you and stuff, but it's all in in good crack, and that yeah. like will endear you to someone and endear you to the gym and to the people who who go there anyway. Yeah, I think if you can have a laugh with the main kind of head honcho, it's kind of like it is kind of a big kind of um, how do I say. It? like confidence booster whatever you kind of you can just chat to him like a normal person like you like if you walk in there, it's like oh well how's it going it's like yeah no grand it's like oh, are you related to whoever or whatever the conversation may be if it's easy yeah. it's easy like you know and i've ne- i've never gone into a place in a gym where it's kind of been like who are you mm-hmm. like do you, do you know what i mean like it's never been like that it's um i remember going for spain actually and this is funny actually if you go abroad hopefully you go abroad next, this year or next year because COVID yeah. but just in general if you go abroad and you train abroad if you go somewhere where, they, where your coach has recommended you they'll and if you say their name they'll be like oh I know them mi casa es tu casa because I went over to Spain because I go over to Spain to surf and um, it's kind of like you said like you know coaches have kind of this kind of like you know way about themselves just being calm and kind of being mm. really easy to connect to in terms of just chatting to and there was this guy named Louise, but I think it's pronounced Ruiz. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm awful at Spanish names, but he doesn't really speak much English. But I went in there. It was like, oh yes, uh, mucho gusto. And it's like, uh, I was like, how's it going? It's like, what, what is, uh, what is your name? And I was like, my name's Con. It's like I'm from SPG Tullamore. It's like, SPG Tullamore. Oh, uh, sounds familiar. And I was like, you know, Kieran Darwin. It's like, oh, Kieran Darwin. Yes, me too. And he's like, because yeah. and it's it's really cool whenever you see people kind of like you know just instantly just being like oh mm. you know welcome you're welcome literally any time like because you know because you have the connections with your coach and then your coach has a connection with or yeah it's it's funny because coaches always have this really funny connection with other coaches it's kind of like this is a uh, strange but then <laughs> think about it, the coaches that are all friends with each other that's kind of what we're doing now or what i'd be like with let's say uh amadeo or somebody or or someone else like jack because that's Let's say if he becomes a coach and I become a coach, then that's kind of that's kind of kind of grew up similarly where we had someone like Kieran Davern or Martin Hickey or someone like that, and they're kind of just like there being like you yeah. know a good a good kind of pillar of communication and guidance and leadership. Like it's oh yeah yeah totally. Like I think the only other gym I've ever been to so far is um is over to yours, and uh, you know 
I went over with Martin and, and uh, one day it was just myself and Martin and then I went over with uh, my friend Josh as well and just going in there and uh, Kieran was just so very laid back and came over said hello not a big song and dance about it you know just say hello and then but it's the same goes for everybody who's in the gym as well when you when you ask someone to roll it's very nice and polite and all that and yeah. that's the whole point of the community aspect of it and that's what Martin tries to put together and it's, I'm sure it's the same for Kieran and it's the same for a lot of the people around the uh, around Ireland um, yeah. who have their own gyms and that's what makes jiu-jitsu kind of quite a special sport really yeah yeah it's um it's a bit mad like it's like you can go in there and you can see a few people like you know high level elite fighters like do you know brian phillips or would you heard of brian phillips um he fights on bellator ufc basically he's up he's he'd be friends with kieran and he's up uh he's up at sbg headquarters um sbg nace and I remember running into him up at Nace. I'm like, oh, well, how's it going? He's like, oh, well, how, I was like, how are you? He's like, yeah, no, good. It's like, been training much at all. I was like, no, I'm kind of just tipping away. Like, you know, we're here and there, like, you know, the other day and just down until the morning. The morning. I was like, oh, right, sure. Yeah, no wonder. I was like, you know, I was thinking, cause I thought I saw you in the gym, but mm. probably wasn't. And, you know, it's not. And this guy's on UFC and yeah. likes the Charlie Ward and stuff. He'll, like, I'll I'll run into him in the gym. Be like, well, what's the story, big boy? He's like, not much, young buck. What about you? And, you know, it's, yeah. it's really, um, <clears throat> it's real kind of. It's real chill and laid back, as you yeah. said. Like it's, it's completely different to kind of what you'd see in, let's say, let's just say work. Well, actually, no, my work's really laid back because I've friends all of them. Well, like, let's say if you're going somewhere where you kind of, you know people, but you're kind of like, you know they're kind of high up in terms mm. of just how you perceive them, but just the way they act is kind of like, you know, a bit up their own ass. But then mm. when it comes to the jiu-jitsu and stuff, it's always kind of like, What's a storybook? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, like, you know, I think that's what's so special about the sport for people who have mental health problems. It's it's such a, a, a welcoming sport, and people, you know, I think a lot of people who have, um, you know, depression and anxiety seem to go hand in hand a lot, and a lot of people have social anxieties that they they haven't been able to get over. They go into somewhere like a gym, um, a jiu-jitsu gym, where there's people, there's there all uh, different walks of life, but of a similar attitude and it removes that kind of worry you know it, mm. it you become part of the group within two or three classes and all of a sudden you're part of a tribe and this kind of tribal kind of instinct that we have anyway it does help an awful lot with mental health and i i would talk um you know i would tell anybody who who, have, who wants to start a sport and who may have mental health uh, difficulties to to really try and uh, go for jiu-jitsu because there's the really I, I couldn't think of anything better for mental health, to be honest, um, than starting infusion, you know. Yeah, it is it is kind of one of those kind of starter platforms where you kind of just like once you started you understand why. We're trying yeah. to we're trying to explain to somebody else why it's kinda of like, oh no, it's a great community stuff. So it's like, yeah, but you could tell about rugby and then half of them are dickheads, which is true. A lot of guys that are are gas like, oh the gas community are great. Like it's like, yeah, but Someone will just go on about how they're on county and just knock over other people's food off tables. That's actually a true event. Somebody actually did it to me and I fucking went nuts on them. Um, and it's like, no, he's on county. It's fine. But you oh, never no. get that. You never get that in jiu-jitsu. I remember no. actually seeing, I remember seeing a guy in the train. It's really funny. I remember seeing a guy in the train in, in Lewis in Dublin. And it said, um, it said, what was it? It's a, what's that brand of MMA? Not Venom. It's the other one. It's, um, I forget for the life of me, I can't remember. I'll probably remember it in about mm. two hours. Um, but basically, he had that kind of like etched into his haircut. And I was like, Do you do MMA? And he's like, Yeah, man, I do. Yeah, I, uh, I train up at SBG headquarters up in uh, SBG Nice. 
And I was like, oh, that's class. Like, who are you, are you training in marriage doing wrestling? And he's like, oh, no, I'm just um, I'm just working on my wrestling, you know, for, um, for the fans. Because mm. um, I know it's a bit open, but, you know, it, it's great. It's great for, um, it's great just to get used to kind of like, you know, people shooting on you and you can sprawl and stuff. And I was kind of like, oh, class. So I'm guessing you were training with Sergei then. And he's like, oh, you know Sergei, do you? And it's kind of like, you know, you meet this complete random friends, like, but you know Sergei. <laughs> like and and the more you kind of the more you kind of get into it the more you kind of understand as as i was saying earlier on how how it, it is like a proper tribe like you can literally go anywhere yeah. and then be like oh i'm from spg telemore it's like oh no way i know x y and z from spg telemore from fusion um and it's kind of like oh yeah sure i've, I've probably rolled them or something do you know yeah. what i mean that kind of way <laughs> it's really yeah. really cool and it's great for mental health as well because it kind of it gets you out of your own head mm. which i think is the biggest thing um because i remember fucking going into the gym and being complete well before going to the gym i'd be completely talking about something like let's say being heartbroken over my ex or let's say i had a huge fight with somebody in school out there or something and then when you go in there it's just gone mm. you know what i mean exactly and yeah i i i wouldn't have kind of the level of anxiety as some other people but like in terms of just putting you at ease like if there's genuinely nothing like it because you don't have any you don't have time to think about anything else and even if you do think about it, everyone else is kind of in the same boat because you know anybody who joins jiu-jitsu well not all of them but most of them struggle a little bit so they're all kind of there quietly in your corner like and yeah. it is and it is nice to kind of sh- chat shit at the end of class <laughs> yeah. that's, and that's kind of i think that's where people kind of open up most or um, when it comes to understanding the community, one tribe kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you, when you're going to the gym and people ask you, "Go, oh, how's your how's your wife doing? Like, you know, and how's your girlfriend doing? Like, you know, I heard the other day she had an accident or whatever." You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of personal stuff, like, and mm. you know, you wouldn't just ask that on a random stranger in the street, like. But when you're in the gym, like, you know, everything. Yeah. Everything can pretty much go there because you know the anxiety level just goes down, and like you know the confidence level goes. Like you feel it's it is, and. It is a safe space, which is kind of why it's mm. so effective, I guess. And it's, um, I'm traveling on here, but like the safe space. No, kind of... But you make the point there about just, at, you know, at the end of class, when you're saying when you, you, you the group of yours stretching and you're just chatting about any anything and everything. And the whole thing about it, like if you if you show up to a, to a jujitsu uh, class and you're filled with anxiety and like you say, you go on the mats you have this, we spoke this, when you were on the the podcast uh, with me, um, we spoke about this where you don't have time to think about something else when you're rolling with someone. Mm-hmm. And because maybe you do five or six rolls, and it's 25 to 30 minutes of forgetting about your anxiety, you are on a, in a different state when you're finished. You're in a, like you say, confidence and you're buzzing and the endorphins are going all about your head. And you do start talking about stuff and you do start opening up because you're so relaxed all of a sudden and mm. you might have been a full week of anxiety and then it goes because you've done 30 minutes of rolling. Like you can't, that's what I mean about jujitsu being pretty special because you can't really get that anywhere else. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, like it, it is kind of one of those things where it kind of lets your mind kind of let go without having a, without fully going, like, you know, getting high <laughs> basically. Um, Unless you get strangled almost to sleep, then kind of, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's happened to me. I've never gone to sleep, but it's, it's almost happened. And I've woke up and been like, oh, bro, bro. Um, kind of like getting hit. If you ever play Call of Duty, if you ever got shot or kind of screen goes all high pitch and everything's looking around, kind of feels like that. But um, 
but yeah, no, it is, it, like, it is that kind of mental health kind of, it's, the funny thing is, it's not really, like, it doesn't seem like mental health, it's just mm. kind of, you're, you're the group of lads and stuff, and the group of yeah. lads and ladies or whatever it is, but uh, another thing is the physical contact, and I remember Jack saying this to me as well, he said it on your podcast as well, yeah. it's the only sport that releases all the happy endorphins, basically, and, um, like, even if you have a chemical imbalance in, in your in your head and stuff, like, jiu-jitsu is still one of those kind of things that'll elevate your endorphins. And sure. it just will. Um, because let's be realistic here. Everyone loves a nice hug, whether they like to admit it or not. Um, but whenever you're rolling, it's like a strangle hug. But still, yeah. not, it's, still, it's still contact with another human being. So it's kind of like, it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, Oh, you're rolling with the person. It's like, yeah, but it's human contacts. Like, oh, is that not a bit like you know weird? It's like, not really. He's trying to strangle me, but it's still nice because this is it, though, isn't it? Because it is still nice because you know you're not in serious danger. If yeah. you were in serious danger, okay, you're you're all sorts of warning signs and signals start going on in your head. But if you're if you and I are rolling and you're uh, strangling me, all I all I know that I have to do is just tap, and then it's it's over and we go back to the start. And it's and that's. And I like what you're saying about the, 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 you know, that touch thing that maybe like somebody um, is, you know, lives, lives on their own, you know, goes into work and doesn't get, um, you know, physical touch or anything. And this is their way to kind of get get that physical touch and not in a creepy way, but in a really like positive, um, healthy, uh, good way. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's it's not weird, but it's hard to explain it to people, and they're kind of like, "Oh, you're touching them. It's weird." I remember, I remember, um, I remember whenever I'd roll with girls, somebody, my ex was like, really, she was kind of really insecure about it a little bit, and she was kind of like, "Which why are you touching a girlfriend?" It's like, "Well, I'm rolling with her and I'm training." It's like, "Well, why are you training with her? She's a girl." It's like, "And it's like, yeah, but you're touching another girl." It's like, "I'm trying not to die." It's what's happening. Like, yeah. you don't understand. The girls in my gym are not your typical white belts or blue belts. They're trying to kill me. And then occasionally we'll have someone like, yeah, then we'll have some, some from Galway, like injury or something. Ashton did was over a couple of times and stuff. And, um, but yeah, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're, oh, I'm rolling with this girl to, you know, feel like you're rolling with her to try strangle her because she's probably trying to do it back to you twice as hard. Exactly. I think, I think that's the um, thing that people won't understand. The fact that it can be uh, male and female, because so often they're split uh, in sport. But like when mm-hmm. in the in the training area uh, on the mats, and you're rolling uh, male and female, it's it's you're you can't just decide that oh it's a girl I'm not gonna you know roll with them because it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like you know yeah. um, if they're you know I know Ashlyn Daly obviously is a is a black belter and I I roll I rolled with, I rolled with her <laughs> did you. Yeah. I rolled with uh, Claudia Duval. She was the only black belt I ever rolled with, actually, and she she's just scared. toyed with me. Yeah, you know? but she's not trying. She's not trying to hurt you, though. No, 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 no. But you can tell she probably she could. You can, you can kind of just tell in the back of your mind. She's kind of like, yeah, they'd probably kill me if they want to. <laughs> if they want I actually hip tossed Ashton Daly, and then like I took her back, and she was like. The seatbelt's a little bit loose. Tighten it up a little bit. But that was really, really good. And I was like, I'm sorry about the hip toss. Like, no, it was great. <laughs> yeah. and I was like. I just hip taught Ashton Daly. And Pretty like, sweet. At any point there, she could have literally picked up a spike from my head. <laughs> like, you know, what I, do you know what I mean? But isn't, doesn't that go back to what we were saying about the idea of the coach being kind of super chilled, wanting to be there for you to kind of teach you, um, you know, what they know, that all the tricks of the trade. And, and um, as That's you that. go higher the belts, you get, you, you become even more and more of a teacher and a coach. Hmm. 
Yeah, the, um, yeah, you kind of everybody kind of has their own style of teaching as well. Like, um, like my kind of way of teaching, I, it's kind of funny enough actually. My main kind of thing would be jiu jitsu, and I, I do, um, you know, I'm blue belt in jiu jitsu as well. But my main thing, kind of thing would be wrestling. So like, not that long time to say wrestling, um, but like it kind of is this kind of weird thing where everybody has their own kind of way of teaching. So my my wrestling coach, uh, not here. Well, he's my wrestling coach as well, but the OG wrestling coach. He was, he's kind of weird. Like, he'd forget everybody's names. So I'd be Manbun. Um, <laughs> Philippe would be Six Pack. Liam would be Bendy or Slenderman. Because he <laughs> he's like, like hyper extension joints. Like, so trying to do anything on him, but it's like, it's almost impossible. Um, like, I remember I remember trying to choke him one of the days and didn't get it. And Kieran choked him out. And I was like, how? It makes no sense. Um, because I did the exact same thing. Well, not really. I'm, I'm not caring, but you know, he put him in the same position. And he just, he literally just like, he's he's got bending enough arms that if you're on his back, he can get an underhook. Oh man. Yeah. So basically, reaching behind him and getting an underhook. And Jeez. Kind of like, what? How, what? I don't understand. But yeah, no. But um, but Kieran's style of teaching is like, you know, step one, step two, step three, step four, or whatever it is. Kind of there's your block, and then you're mm. going to work around it. And stuff and it's a great way of teaching um and kind of that's kind of that's kind of how everybody bases off their stuff because kieran's kind of like he'd be the main kind of coach in our gym so anybody that teaches that's kind of like how they that's where they, that's where they kind of model their stuff around um but john mccormick it's just the way he explains it it's like right so basically what we're doing is we're doing a duck under today so we're going to get carl ties tricep control we're going to do a duck under and it's kind of like how do I, it's like i can't it's like i don't know why this is going wrong it's like well first of all you're bending your head over your hips so you look like a big weird donkey so okay <laughs> thanks man he's like no 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 it's grand we'll fix it now so what you want to do is you want to put your head up like you're trying to backflip but don't actually backflip and you want to bend your knees like how much you want to bend your knees like do a slut drop basically it's so like what's wrong with you <laughs> like, it's like that's that's how you explain the duck like do you, you know what a duck under is don't you yeah yeah and like like but like when you think about it like pulling somebody over you to yeah. get around to the back if you do a slut drop it works just as well or if you say do, do a slut drop you can visualise yourself like literally slut drop and get back up and then suplex well maybe not suplex power 10 because that's illegal well I'd do it but it's the first um, time I've ever heard slut drop expression before I'm still stuck on that bit yeah, do, do you know what I mean like it's completely stupid <laughs> and then one, one of the times it was like alright we're going to break down turtle today if somebody's not you know if you can't take their back or if you can't um, or if they refuse to pull guard so maybe what we're going to do, going to do baby dolphin and that's what it's called, baby dolphin. It looks like basically it's your chest going like, Ugh. and you look like a oh. seal. Going like, oh. And he's like, yes, yeah, so you want to look like a stupid seal, basically. And, stupid um, seal, yeah. Yeah, and he was kind of like, and when he's explaining, he goes, right. So if this happens, because Philippe was like, ah, oh. and he's like, if he puts his head up, you strangle the shit It's like, Jesus, <laughs> sounds good crack though. Yeah, oh, it's great crack, and he's. He's kind of he's kind of serious, funny, but I'm kind of I'd be kind of like I try to model myself after him. That's just the way I am because everybody kind of says I'm a miniature version of him, um, because he's a big boy, like he's about ninety something kilos, and I'm just like seventy. Um, but whenever I'm teaching, we were teaching a thing called a schoolboy trip, which is a it's fairly basic. Um, do you know that thing where years ago where you, you kind of you now it's kind of like an over under, and you step behind the leg and trip it. And oh yeah. That's yeah. kind of what it is, but without actually tripping the leg. You're putting so much weight on their side that you have the that they've got the underhook on, so you pinch their underhook and then you fall. You kind of basically, basically what you do is you run at the ground, mm. and 
you're putting so much pressure on them that they physically can't bring their foot up to bring it back. Ah, uh, yeah. Both on it, and then they kind of just fall over. It's really cool. And um, you don't have a, you don't actually have an underhook yourself. And if it doesn't work, you can go into uh, a shoulder throw. But my way of explaining that was I wanted to face plant the ground over there. That's that's they're aiming for that part of the ground there with your nose, hit it with your nose. It's like what? It's like right, I'm gonna right, just see where my foot is. Yeah, hit it with your nose. It's like what? It's like hit it with your nose, and then it worked. It's like and he looked at me. He's like that worked. He's like I know it worked because that's how, you, that's, how I, that, that's how I that's I learned it. It's do like you face find that? The do you find that like uh, you know because each, each coach is a different way. Like you're talking about Derek Kieran would have a different way to yourself and John and whoever it is, right? And um. It's say if there's twenty people in class, like thirteen people might find uh, Kieran's way perfect way of describing it, but then the other seven might find John's way the perfect way of describing it, and it's it's so it's such a strange way that our um, our, our minds work. Our minds work, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like sometimes, like if if uh, if Martin's sitting telling me something and he's showing it to me, and I'm like, all oh, right, I, I definitely have that down, and then I go off with my my, my partner to drill it, and I can't get it, and I have yeah, to call yeah. him over. But then John might show me it and describe it, and then I'll go over and I'll be like straight into it. It's such a weird thing that we we like take different uh, take different ways of explaining something, and all of a sudden pops into our mind, and we're able to do it. See, I think that comes from um, making things they're unfamiliar with familiar mm. by linking it to something else, which is why I was kind of like, which is why John's like, if you can't, if you if you don't know how low you're supposed to go. On duck under, do a slut drop basically. That's how you want your arse almost mm. touching the ground. Obviously, that's kind of sore on your knees if you go out low, but but you kind of get the visual visualization of you know doing that weird and weird and lewd as it is. But but no, but you get the you get the analogy yeah. of it, kind of like oh okay. And then if I told you to like try face plant the ground, but you're also holding on to somebody else, and they're going to break your fall, you're kind of like what? It's like no, try it and you'll get it. Yeah, because when you when you tr- when you see it, it's kind of like, how does that that doesn't look like it should work? But in terms of physics and biomechanics, it actually completely works. But yeah. the kind of whole key is face plant the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. Kind of, are like, you? Yeah. Go go for it. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, are you? Um, I think I'm more. Uh, when someone describes something to me in words, I'm better at it than if uh, than the visuals, than actual seeing visuals. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And, even in jiu-jitsu, that seems to be a case for me where if if you were talking to me about something now about a, a like a certain a technique, um, I might think, oh, actually, I can I can do, I'd be able to do that now. But like <laughs> a visualization of it doesn't seem to work as well for me. It's like a, it's yeah. a weird are you. Would you be more visualization? Yeah, I can. I'm pretty much monkey see monkey do. Right. I'm like I've I've learned wrestling moves just by looking at them once and trying them. And like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> OK, like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of. Kind of a bit stupid, but whenever like somebody's like, right, you're gonna go into this and this and this, I'm like, can can you show me? <laughs> like I just, I, I kind of get it, but I don't really get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, like, then again, it kind of comes into what making it familiar to yourself. So if it's visual, let's let's say we're moving from side control to mount for yourself and myself. Um, starting side control, shoulder pressure, cross face, underhook, and far side. Like you know, you kind of get that. Uh, bring your so you have your yeah you have a right underhook so basically faces in your left shoulder uh, you're going to put your right elbow on his hip and you're going to pop your knee onto his other hip 
you want to pop your other leg up, so you're going to pop your left leg up, so the sole of your foot is on the ground, and then you're on the belly, straighten up your back, then mm. on the belly. Like you can kind of visualize that there. Mm. Yeah, I'd say do a push up. <laughs> do you know, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like you're going to do a push up, but you're going to hold the hip down with the hand that you're doing a push up with. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of that kind of weird thing. And I'm I I'm kind of alright both of them, but I kind of prefer being like, yeah, just do a push up basically. And I wonder is that like so. Do you think it's like just so so much information? You prefer it just like just tell me, uh, tell me in one sentence what you want me to do. And if someone says to you do a push up, you're like, all oh, right, I know exactly how to do that, and I'll just do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems to me, and this could be to do with uh, the levels we're at in jujitsu, um, that I need a full run through, and for me to be able to step by step in my in my mind going bang bang bang, okay, start, and then I'll go there. You know, it could be just to yeah. do a level. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, see, I kind of need that well to start too. Mm-hmm. But then again, every so often, I'll need you, I'll need to be like, right, I need you to run through that the whole time. Like, again, all of it. Again, which part? All of it. Please. Um, like, it is kind of one of those things where you kind of, um, you, like, it really depends what you're working on. Mm. Excuse me, working on. Because let's say, do you know, you do knee shield. Have you done knee shield? Mm. Or Z-Guide, whichever one you want to call it. There's high knee shield and low knee shield and stuff, but it's kind of like, um, I remember explaining the mechanics to me of keeping the hip, keeping their hip away. Mm. So your bottom leg is pulling and your top leg is pushing. I, and it took me forever to kind of get that. It's kind of like, no, yeah. I want you to kind of like, I want you to try bring your bottom knee to your face, and I want you to basically drop your top knee into them as hard as you can. Yeah. But your ankles across, so they're kind of pushing it. So it's kind of like counter reacting each other but all the pressures going into his hip and so and at, at that I was kind of like oh that makes sense so basically what it is is push and pull yeah basically yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean yeah Instead of, right your your top leg is going to counteract the bottom leg which is also in contact with his hip but your bottom leg is in contact with his knee and I'm kind of like what it's like just it's like push pull basically it's like oh okay <laughs> when, when when the gyms uh open up again and I, i'll definitely be coming over and get a roll in with you can you will find out that i only do knee shield <laughs> I, only do, I just that's my go-to uh my go-to thing i don't know why i like smashing knee shield oh that well maybe i'll need to mix it up a bit. <laughs> i don't know but in, no in general i do actually like smashing knee shield it's kind of one of those kind of um it's one of those kind of positions where you kind of you're kind of resting a little bit more because you can drop your weight yeah, in a bit yeah. more. So that's why I like that's why I like passing it so much. Now that being said, I like passing it when I pass it. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I don't pass it, and sometimes, but sometimes I mean a lot of the time I don't pass it. Um. So I kind of stand up and I'll actually kind of revert back into like let's say um a low kind of. Do you know your standard bog standard squat in one leg in one leg out and you're yeah. squatting leg, kind of like your your bog standard gorilla stance. I'd I'd actually revert back up to that, so I'd actually stand okay. back up to that if I can't pass it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like everyone's kind of like, oh, you got your good posture, you got you got your one one leg and one leg out. That's just a gorilla stance to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. And everyone kind of has their own. Like obviously, knee shield is knee shield, mount is mount, back is back. Um, but like all those kind of snap words, kind of like, what the fuck? And <laughs> but then again, have you you've competed, haven't you? No, I I have no interest in it. It just. I just I I just like training. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, Sorry, but, shoot. That sounded like I was shooting you down. It was not. I was just well, yeah. Well, was a little bit. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but whenever you um, but whenever you whenever you're actually 
whenever you're actually in a role versus when you're in a competition, it's completely different. But the whole the whole way that you kind of that you kind of listen to your corner is completely different. Mm. Um, because my coach, Kieran knows the way I roll in terms of what I'll generally you know what I'll be doing and what kind of terminology I like you I like okay. So he'll be like, if there's two minutes left in the match, he'll be like, all right, two minutes left, can I start working for this? Then there you go. Pace is pushed up more. Rather than being like, you've got 120 seconds left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you're running low on times. Like, that's not helpful. Tell me that, how much time I have left and tell me to push it. Like, like if you were in side control top, again, and you wanted to get the mount, it would literally be like, post on the hip with your elbow, with your right elbow, knee onto belly, and then your left leg up and hold that position. Mm. That's it. That's kind of that's that's the simplest kind of in, like thing you can do, and you know even stuff like if you're in psych control you know if you're not it's like right under hook Derek, then you remember all of a sudden. Mm. It's kind of listening for those kind of things. Like if you're rolling and you're kind of like, I don't, I kind of, I don't get this. Would Martin be come over to you and be like, oh, just get your right under hook or get your left under hook or something? And then, yeah, th- yeah, like that's literally kind of the extent of it as well. Yeah. Well, the more you kind of work on it, the more you kind of get the way you train, if that makes sense, or you kind of understand the way you process information. Um, that's why whenever I was competing so much, I'd be listening to Kieran talking loads of things, but he kind of be like, right, single leg is there, and then he'd leave it, and then he'd be like, uh, let's switch to a double leg if we can, then leave it for a couple of seconds instead of just shouting at people. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, you know, like, like, um, like I'm a bastard for doing hip tosses in competition, so I let them stand up. And he's like, "Let's get under Con, let's go for your takedown on our single leg, snap down, snap down." And then I hip toss him. It's like, "Oh, that works too." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fine. I'll do. do you know what I mean? Like, um, but that go- again goes into how I kind of take in information, like kind of how you like being able to visualize stuff before you start doing them. Like I like being told there's a thing there, it's there for you, but you don't have to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of way. Yeah. Um, and I do, I don't have that, like, you know, the experience of 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 uh, being in the position of competing. So, like, the, almost like you need just those couple of words here and there to say that's that's uh, an opportunity there. And mm-hmm. where I haven't had that, whereas, like, like you're saying, if, look, if Martin was watching me roll with one of the lads and um, I did something, uh, I missed out on something that I would never have seen because of my le- the level of math. Martin will come up after and say, listen, you know, when you were in this part, you know, and that's that's where I'm learning from. But obviously, I, I, I realize like when you when you do compete in it, like you learn a lot quicker. Like it's yeah, it, um, it's kind of a harsh teacher, really, because mm. <laughs> like it's not like stop, stop. What are you doing there? It's kind of like I'm dying. Make it stop. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, space con. Make space. It's like, ah. like, um, like it is that kind of learn faster or mm. swim or sink kind of thing not really swim or sink but it kind of feels like that when you first start competing like everyone's so tense and then you know it, obviously if you've no if you've no interest in competing then that's fair enough like but yeah just it just kind of like helps understand what way you're taking information how you process it like yeah, as yeah. yourself you like visualizing stuff you like knowing what it is step by step yeah um, i like being told to do a push-up and then just like sit on <laughs> Yeah, I, I look. The thing is, I've I've been to one of the competitions. I think you were at it actually, and it was an Irish, the Irish Open. It might have been two thousand nineteen, but um, oh god, I remember. Oh, it's his ages ago. But I was up there, and I think there was five of our lads competing, and Martin was competing as well. 
And I remember uh, being up there and seeing, like you said, the white belts, because apart from Martin and John, there was three, three white belts there. And the tense, you know, you, like you're saying about the tension, everybody's quite tense. And uh, I couldn't offer anything to the lads. Like, I was at the same level as the lads. So all I could say was like, yeah, keep keep going, you know, doing the kind of cheerleading. And so when I was watching Martin. The dad kind of, the dad kind of corner. Yeah, the dad, yeah, it was like, and I was watching Martin and I had my phone, I had Martin's phone and was recording it. And I was like, yeah, come on, Martin. And I realized then that Kieran Davin was next to me and he was coaching him. And I was like, probably should shut up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no need for me to be shouting now. It's so funny because it's really funny because it's kind of like hearing different people compete. It's kind of like, what? <laughs> I, I could just, no. Oh. She's on. Uh, she has two TVs in here. I didn't realize. Like, why? Why are you playing PS4 and there's no TV on, and <laughs> the other TV is on? Sorry, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but yeah, no, it's Kieran Davern's one of those. He's one of those kind of coaches where you can literally hear him through across the across mm. the hall. Like I remember being at the Irish Open, and then I was up in the stadium, and all I can hear is right underhook Jack. He's like, yes, well done. And I was like, how can I hear him from here? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, just it's. And it's not like he's roaring or anything. It no, does, it's, no, no, he's, he's just know, talking. He's talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like good, well done. It's like grand. It's like I, how can I hear you so well? But um, yeah, it is that again comes into kind of how you process information mm. uh, in the gym. Like you know, learning how to process information is kind of like I think that's the thing with anxiety actually. Process not kind of being able to process information rationally. That makes sense. It's like, like there's no space for it sometimes as well. Do you know what I mean? And the rational thing is is perfect because anxiety doesn't allow you to be rational. You know, almost. No, um, yeah, but but even then, like when you're in a, a high state of anxiety, um, oh, like normal information can't get in. There's no there's no place for it in your mind. And I do. That's what I mean when I do draw back to jujitsu. When all of a sudden that can clear, and then you can think. Oh, if I put my, if I get an underhook on the far side, you know, that that's just starts coming into your mind, and that's what's so enjoyable about uh, something like jujitsu. When for maybe if you go four times a week and you roll for half an hour each of those times, you get two mm. hours of completely anxiety-free time, and that for me is just, it's just you can't really all, all the uh, medication that I take doesn't give me that, you know. Yeah, it's um. Like again, it is it is releasing the, like all of the endorphins, mm-hmm. and it's not just like oh this is not it's like literally all of the endorphins. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's a flood <laughs> of like endorphins. It, yeah, it, it sounds kind of like what are you on about? But it's trust me. Yeah, it's all of the endorphins, sir. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I know it sounds like I'm taking the piss, but it's true. Like yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, but like we're, it's such a big thing with anxiety and stuff, and um, another thing is suicide prevention. Mm chatting to your friends like even if it's kind of like chatting somebody being like oh i'm really shit this week so what's going on even talking about it can like you know stop somebody from fucking yeah you know like it's true and do you know this th- the thing about conway because i i'll find if i'm very down and like say it's not um anxiety it's proper depression if i'm like i spoke about being bipolar too which is not to the same extent of the highs and lows as bipolar but if you're in a low, it's it's a low, you know, you can't get away yeah. from it. So if if I make my way in to do uh, uh, jiu-jitsu and stuff, obviously the jiu-jitsu side of it helps and the endorphin side of it helps. But that that's when the, the team aspect comes into it. You know, when you do start talking to people at the end of it 
and I can turn around to anybody now because I've spoken about this and I've you know I've done the blog and I've done the uh, the podcast that I can turn around to anybody on the mats and say I'm just it's just a shitty time you know and you can go into a story then because you're completely comfortable with them and you know that they're comfortable with you it's beco- it's becoming a better uh, you know a better society for accepting uh, mental uh, health problems that people have and everybody is so and again, it comes back to the character people who do jujitsu. They're so chilled out and open to talking to you and trying to get you better and feel good about yourself. And uh, I mean, I, you know, like I said, you couldn't ask for, uh, for more than that. Yeah, like um, they're very non-judgmental too, which I think is mm-hmm. a big part of it. Like I think if you, um, well, I know for a fact if um, if you go into some, if you kind of tell somebody about it who doesn't, doesn't really know what it kind of means to, to have anxiety or depression or to go to kind of go through that stuff they're kind of you're kind of going to see it's a little bit broken they're going to judge a little bit and they're going to try to fix it and it's like that's not don't don't do that like mm. it's like it is well it might work for some people but just my two cents on it is it's kind of like jiu-jitsu and kind of grappling and stuff it's kind of like i understand how you're feeling because i felt it before maybe or i understand how you're feeling but i can't do anything about it but we're just going to roll and we're going to mm. we're going to talk and we're just going to roll and we're going to have a good time right now and even if you're still feeling like shit after at least you had this good time to yeah kind of like you know take out of it even even if it's just a little bit like because i've gone through fucking weeks of shit and i've just been going into going into the gym every day and saying like, oh that's the story go out how it's going i noticed when i'm in the gym i'm grand i want to come out of it you know feeling down again but then it's also kind of like yeah but i was grand in the gym so it's, it's not maybe two or three hours of my day awesome just like you know moving around the place I was getting thrown around by Chris <laughs> yeah. or something do you know what I mean yeah, but this is another thing about it and that we're in a position that obviously that we've never been in and um, you know I can understand that the uh, people the problems people are having with the gym's clothes and the mental health side of things but I think it's on uh, us as a as a, a jiu-jitsu community wrestling community MMA community whatever it might be to reach out to the ones that are maybe have gone a bit quiet and the ones who you know have had problems in the past they've spoken about it they've mm. been open to you about it um i think it's up to to because you've been open about it yourself con and I, I i've spoken about it quite a bit it's definitely uh, i feel some sort of responsibility to reach out to people who i think may be struggling because of the gyms being closed um yeah. so I, I i kind of hope that other people are doing that too because when, we're, when the gyms are back open, it's going to be unreal, you know, it's, people are going to be like, it's going to be like, <laughs> like 10 Christmases, you know, it's going to be absolute carnage in the gym. But for now, I think we should be, uh, as, a, as a, you know, as the community, jiu-jitsu community, kind of just reaching out to the people who may need us. Mm, yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a big thing of checking on your friends, like, and mm. I'll, that'll come back to kind of what we were saying, like, you know, and um, before we started, it's kind of like, do you know the remember the what was it the Sunday check-ins mm. and that kind of stuff? Like we like we'll run that the whole time, and some of the other lads run it now. Like maybe if I maybe if I don't post, somebody else post, or I'll get a message. Um, like Sean texted me there today. He's like, "How are you getting on, buddy?" You know, I was like, mm. "Grand, how about yourself?" And he's like, "No, I'm feel feeling kind of shit, but I'm getting through it." Like you know, and that helps. Like you know, and yeah, like I'll text a few of my friends. I remember I texted one of my friend Jack yesterday, a different Jack from our gym, and. Mm. Um, I was kind of like, what, how you getting on? It's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm grand, actually. I got a girlfriend. It's like, in the middle of a pandemic. All right. <laughs> Good man. But, but okay. Um, he's got some game. But like, <laughs> but like, it literally is kind of the thing over it. Kind of like, 
Um, I know for a fact of sometimes he can he can be kind of a little bit, let's say, well, he can have a tough time sometimes. Mm. So when I checked in with him and he said he's doing great and he has a girlfriend now, I was kind of like delighted for him. Like, you know, yeah. it's not, that sounds sarcastic whenever I say Whenever I say that, it always sounds sarcastic. But like, I was actually genuinely happy for him. You know, it's, it's, yeah. um, because it's great to have, like, you know, a bit of joy in your life whenever it's like, you know, mm. this. Um, it is very kind of dog at the moment. But, like, it is what it is. But even kind of the little things that kind of, like, can make you feel better. Like, I remember, like, if somebody checks in with you, do you feel better, like? I feel delighted that they have decided to do it. Like, I know they've done it. It's the same as you're saying, like, Sean will text you they've done it because they know that you've been through some stuff yourself. So mm. they, you're better at better equipped to help them out. And, you know, you know, they know that you're going to be there for them, but I do feel good about it. Um, and not, not in a selfish way. It's like you're saying you're delighted for Jack, you know, and that, that's what it would be if, if, if I checked in on a friend of mine and they said, look, I was struggling the last couple of weeks, but you know, the last, you know, the last few days, it's been a bit better. Mm. Of course, it makes me feel good that, um, that for now that they're feeling good and hopefully they'll they'll still feel like that until we get to where you know when things start to get back to normal like you know and you know it's it is a responsibility that we all have but it's going to fall on people who are very open about their mental health because there's no people know that there's no judgment you know if someone texts me they know that I will absolutely have no judgment on anything uh, that they could tell me about their mental health. And that's, mm. to them, that's a, a, a great comfort. And uh, to me, it's a comfort knowing that I can be there for someone like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it is, kind of, it's actually, a it is kind of genuinely a privilege, like, you know, to be kind of even thought of and be in a position to kind of, like, ask somebody how they're doing. Like, it like it just is, if you ask yeah. me. Um, uh, uh, and it makes, you, it makes you feel good, like, you know, it also releases some endorphins. Mm. But, like, but like it is it, it still goes back to kind of thing of taking care of your friends and like yeah. you know I'll, it, like that can get kind of forgotten about a lot these days because everybody everybody will post pictures of them like oh throw back to spain or this or that or that or this then it's kind of like yeah but you could actually be feeling like shit and none of us would know so yeah every so often you literally would be like how are you keeping yeah Right, and there's, like, an, there's another thing con i don't know if you get this sometimes and i i i've been guilty of it in the past where um, you know, you, you might ask me, do you feel good after someone tells you that? And I'd be like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, should I say that? But like, yeah, you should, because the, it, it means that you're like a sympathetic, empathetic person. This is what we all want to be in life, isn't yeah, it? Just being true to yourself, like, again. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like, obviously, it's kind of a weird question. You'd be like, do you feel good when that happens and everything? I kind of, I mean, that might have kind of come from a blind side, but uh, I told you I'd blindside you. But, um, <laughs> you but like, I thought you were, I've got more of them. Um, but like it is kind of one of those things where if you're being honest about it, like you know, it just shows you care. Like it, and it's saying you care is like you know, it's a completely different thing to actually showing you care. Saying exactly, you care, yeah. I could say, oh, I care about this, and then like forget about it for about three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get you though. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a different thing. Anybody can um can say it, but not not everybody can show it. Mm. But um, and that's not saying not everybody wants to show. Like you know, mm. it's um, obviously uh, we, we under kind of like you know people who show up kind of more so understand that more than anybody else. That 
it's sometimes difficult to show that you care, to show mm. a bit of compassion. Like, if you're living in a shitty world or living in a kind of a shitty time in your life when it feels like nobody gives a shit about you, why should you care about somebody else? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And like, I think Irish I, people are weird, though. Do you not yeah, that? Like, yeah. they're a little bit no, weird. <laughs> a lot of over there. No, they yeah. are. They're a little bit weird in the sense that they, you know, it's and I'd say it's fellas mostly, right? But it's that whole thing of like I can't really like. Is it a, is it a sign of weakness if I show I care? Which is a bizarre kind of twist, you know, the mind twisting in in a ridiculous uh, way. But it's the whole point of it is like, uh, no, it's 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 actually quite a strength to show that you care and that you have empathy for people. But I think Irish um, males, yeah, they're not they're not the best at uh, just allowing themselves to show that kind of gentler side to themselves. You know, they think they have to be the alpha a lot of the time. Yeah, you yeah. don't. Um... I remember fucking years ago, it's kind of like, we be chatting about something, it's like, why do you care about that? It's like, well, I don't. It's like, but, but I really <laughs> yeah, do. <me> <laughs> do. Do you know what I mean? In your head, you're just like, but I do care about it. Why can't I just say I care about it? Because then I sound like, oh, I'm weak. Yeah. Thing. And, um, but yeah, no, it is kind of that. I think that comes back to toxic masculinity. like mm, For sure. Like where... And it sounds like sound like such a teenager when I say that, but Jesus Christ! No, that's no, it's genuinely not. Genuinely, what it is like, because yeah. showing you care for somebody or showing you give a shit about something can potentially make you look like a bit of a puff. Like, and I know it's not really a nice word to use, but people, I've genuinely been in situations where I've said like, oh, "Sure, like, I care about kind of this situation." Actually, do you know what it was? It was actually with the abortion thing. Mm. Because they're kind of like, why should you care? You're a guy. It's like, yeah, but like, does that mean I'm like, I've got invalid opinions about this kind of thing? It's like, yeah. It's like, or well, why do you even care? Like, you're a guy. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like, well, like, should you not have the choice to like, it's a stupid care. argument. It's a st- like, yeah, oh, it was so stupid. He was like, you look, you're making to look like a dope. Like, you know, so why yeah. do you care? Like, you know, you're not going to get pregnant and stuff. And I'm like, I know I'm not, but what if my future missus gets pregnant? And she wants to terminate, and she doesn't have; she's not legally allowed mm. or whatever. Now, obviously, I don't have a future missus that's pregnant, so I hope, Jesus Christ, um, I can I can barely afford myself. Never mind a missus and a child. Um, but like, no, but like, it is kind of the thing where you would say to yourself, um, well, like, I'd rather person has the choice rather than just being told no. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, yeah. like, well, why do you care about that? Like, you know, you're not going to be in that position. It's like, yeah, but. What does that have to do with, like, you know? Uh, look, it's such a stupid I, argument. It's like saying, yeah. why, why are you voting in the referendum for gay marriage? You're not gay. It's a stupid argument, like, the people would make, you know? <laughs> make any like, sense. Oh, it's like, I've got a problem with that. What, gay marriage? Like, no, just marriage in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> like, um, like I'd say nothing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's kind of, it's kind of, it is kind of a stupid thing. But it, it's so effective. Like, if somebody says to you, why do you care about that? You're kind of going to shut up a little bit if you're not really, yeah. if you don't know how to stand up for yourself like if somebody says to me why do you care about that i'm like it's only your business why you give a shit about it. like you know true though yeah like you know go fucking go sling an egg at your head like or something but you know it's one it's one of those things like it depends on who says it to me and it would be like i'd be kind of like well i'd prefer not to discuss it with you or i'd say well i care because this this and this you know but it, there's no 
um, there's no weakness or shame in saying you care about something. But it, you're right, though. It is the kind of thing where um, a particularly toxic masculinity kind of culture where people are like, if you if you do show anything like that, it's almost a weakness to care, which is a, a bizarre way to look at things, you know? Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty kind of stu- it's really stupid too. Like it, there's really no point in doing it. And honestly, it's a lot of effort. <laughs> like, yeah. like it just is a lot of effort. And caring is also a lot of effort too. I think it's actually more effort, but. Being a dick is just like a lot of effort. Like I've been a dick a few times, but it's never been kind of like, why do you care about this thing that doesn't involve you? Well, actually, no, I've said that a few times, but that's because it's been something that's like, you know, personally, personal to me. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. But then it's kind of like, at the same time, okay, they're entitled to their opinion, they're allowed kind of, you know, care, not care about it, but at the same time, I can just like tell you to shut the fuck up. Mm. You know what I mean? So, So let's say if I like... Let's say if I hate potato crisps, <laughs> like I don't want to love potato crisps, <laughs> and let's say I love Kings, and it's kind of like, oh, that's a fucking shit. That's a that's a shit opinion to have, and it's kind of like, well, why do you care about my opinion? Like, it's not. Yeah. I, my opinion. I'm not saying that everybody who likes potatoes is a dumbass. I'm just saying that I don't like potatoes personally. It's yeah. a lie. Potatoes, and I love Kings as well. Um, you love crisps. There's a crisp packet. Actually, you're not going to pack crisps over there, and I'm, I'm kind of eyeing up there now. That you'd be looking at, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it is. Don't touch it. No, no. Well, listen. Um, no, it's great. I don't. Well, I'm on the podcast, so it's just gonna be me crunching it. Um, but like, it is kind of the genuine thing of like standing up for yourself when someone says, "Why do you care?" And, like, you know, showing your care and then standing up for yourself is is a big thing. Like, I remember, I remember a while ago, me and my friend had this argument. It's actually one of my best friends, but it kind of it kind of hurt me a little bit. Where you're trying to like. Oh yeah, no. I remember you didn't get invited to something, and I wanted to say something, but it was just like I didn't want to cause drama. It's like, well, if you cared, you would have said something like, mm. or something. It's like, yeah, but I didn't want to cause drama. It's like, well, said you care. It's like I do care. It's like, well, why didn't you just ask then? It's like, well, I didn't want to cause drama. It's like, well, telling me you care and showing me you care are two different things. Like, mm. you know what I mean? And like, then again, showing you care is a big fucking thing that you know. Yeah. I'm backing you know, back up why you care. Obviously, there's times when you can just be like, it's none of your business, but then there's all other times where you kind of need to validate it because it's like, it is genuinely a good reason why. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, it is like, like that goes on to mental health as well. Like, being mm. able to stand up for yourself and your own opinions and staying true to yourself is really fucking hard. Yeah, like, it is. But like, you know, I think going back to what you're saying there about why you care, I think uh, the people that are contacting you and the people people that might contact me over over their own mental health, they'll know why you care about it because you've been through things and you've you know you've seen some stuff that they may have been going through and um, they see you as look they wouldn't be texting you or, or reaching out to you if they thought you were a shitty person. You know, they they can mm-hmm. see something uh, in you that they trust. So it's a whole thing of like showing uh, why you care. I think they realize it when they're going through tough times, why you care because you've been through them yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, um, yeah, it's, it kind of like takes on to knowing kind of, not almost that, not just kind of that, but like it can be kind of, it takes one to know one kind mm. of situation sometimes. Um, because yeah, like obviously people who've, who have mental health issues, not issues, but struggle with mental health, like, um, not everybody's the same, but then there's also other people who kind of like have gone through something similar. Yeah. Now, that being said, I fucking despise, and I'm going to say this now because I don't, I don't, because I don't usually say things, but I absolutely despise people who are like, yeah, but your people have it worse. Mm. Yeah, that kills me. Yeah. Like, 
So that's that's not the point. That's not the mm. point of making. Like it's yeah. Like that's completely irrelevant. It's like yeah, but you look what you have now. It's like that's 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 not how that's not how it works. That's, yeah. That's... My my mom <laughs> said to me. My mom said to me quite early on. Quite early on uh, when I was diagnosed and things like that, right? And she said to me, I I was doing this thing about like sitting there in the house and just thinking, yeah, but it, like this person is. Oh, I was going through some of these problems and these problems. And she said, you can't compare yourself to other people like that. Like, It's really, it's quite, it's quite destructive way of thinking actually to start thinking like that, because then you're overlooking your thing. You're, you're downplaying it and it could start to fester then. Like if it is anxiety or it's depression, it'll start to fester. And uh, while you're looking at somebody else or someone fictional in your mind that has it worse than you, you're going down and down and down. You got to kind of focus on yourself and it's not about, other people having it worse than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is kind of my ma going going again going back to mothers. My ma used to say, and it pissed me off so much, <laughs> and it kind of still pisses me off because I'm about to say it now. But she was always like, an act of comparison is an act of rejection. <laughs> but, but it is like if you compare yourself to somebody else, you're actually technically rejecting your own self. Yeah, you know what I mean, that sounds very deep and confusing. That's but very still, deep. It, it is. Get her on but, the like, podcast. No. Um, <laughs> God no, um, but like it is kind of one of those things where, like you know, if you start comparing yourself to somebody else, then you're kind of going to forget about your own stuff. But then again, mm. so that maybe that's what you want to do: forget about your own stuff. So maybe that's kind of some people's way of coping with different things. And possibly, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I kind of, I, you kind of understand that that's a, that's a, that, that's the way I kind of people coping, but it's not very healthy in the long no. run. Like, like obviously, it's nice to kind of be like, oh. If you want to compare somebody, compare yourself to yourself, really. Like, you know, like the person I was three years ago was not the same person I am now, mainly because my beard is fully growing out and I look a lot better. But, um, um, and I now have a podcast and I now have a blue belt and stuff. But, like, but you know what I mean? Like, it is, yeah. but like, if you want to compare yourself to somebody, compare yourself to yourself a couple of years ago, like, you know, like before you started the podcast to now, what do you feel like the difference is? in terms of mental health, like, you know, gains or like just, just in terms of generally how, how, like how's your uh, head situation since you started the podcast? Cause this is a lot, this is something I wanted to get, jump onto the topic next. Yeah. And I, I kind of like think I didn't want to jump straight into it, but it actually kind of led up nicely. Like, you know, what, how are you now compared to before you started the podcast? Well, I, I, I mentioned ages ago uh, on one of the episodes about the two best things that I'd done in, in in over the 12 years since I was diagnosed with depression that was uh uh starting the gym and uh, start the podcast now the difference between uh the jump from the gym to the podcast and the podcast to now when I started the podcast I was still very awkward um with people when it came to particularly with the initial uh, meeting of someone and the small talk that kind of led you know the, the at the start of every conversation, you have small talk, especially with someone you, you don't know. So when I started the podcast, yeah. well, what's the name? I did I did that kind of thing, you know, when it was like uh, the first two episodes I did my own. And then I had some people I knew. And then I sort of ran out with some of the people I knew and I had to start going in a different direction, getting people on. Now, they came over to the house because obviously it wasn't COVID time. Uh, the, and it was weird. Like, it was very, very strange because my confidence wasn't particularly high. Um, I always think, you know, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to mess this up. But you know what it is? It's confidence. Like, and the idea of getting out there and like, I know I'm talking to people on the screen now because the way the world is, but 
um, like I had you in the podcast, I hadn't met you before. You know, I, I had many, many people I hadn't met before on, on the podcast. And now I'm kind of just like, oh, well, it's just another person. Now, that's not downplaying the person. That's just me in my head saying to myself, well, look, you've met all these people already. This is just another person. They have different views and different ways and w- whatever it is and different stories. But it's still the same. How's things? How are you? Weather shit. And then you get into a conversation. So I do I, to to answer it like from from it's like fifty two. Uh, next week we're doing the fifty second podcast, so that'll be fifty two weeks we've done in a row, which is obviously a, a year. So it's year. it's pretty astounding, like the difference from uh, with my confidence. That would be the main thing I would I would say to answer that. Yeah, it's um no, it's great. Like it's like being able to kind of compare yourself that way positively is enormous like mm, for sure yeah i mean like i don't like i can guarantee you some people will say oh i'm still a piece of shit <laughs> like okay well like maybe you're less a piece of shit than you were a couple of years ago i like I, and that's if that's a nice well this is the thing conroy you you know yourself like there's there's things along the way that you fall out with people for certain for certain things whether it's exes or whether it's friends that you fell out with or whatever like um, you're not going to be thought of kindly by everyone, but I think the the in the larger uh, scheme of things in your life and in uh, what you're doing with your with your podcast, especially when you talk about um, uh, things to do with mental health and uh, with jujitsu, uh, attracting people into jujitsu, that's a massive massive thing. You're never going to have, and I, I've kind of come to the kind of conclusion that you know the people I fell out with, like you know they they might still have a, a crossword to say about me or whatever, and, and that's fine, like because. I probably did some shit things, you know, but now I'm trying to do good things and I'm not trying to be that person that I was because Jesus, you know, like (laughs) they were years ago and it's like I've improved as a person and I continue to do so. And I I, I hope uh, I continue to do so. And I think the podcast has helped me in a lot of ways to really and you'll know about this from talking to people um, really uh, kind of evaluate what I've done and what I'm doing and what I want to do. Um, just by talking to other people and kind of going, you know, oh, Con was on the podcast the other day and we spoke about that. Should I try that out? You know, and it's just these little things where you think, uh, like uh, we Jack, you were saying about Jack uh, Keishan and he was talking about the Vim Hof thing. And I was like, will I try that out? I might try that out. And it's just trying, you know, it's learning all the time. And that's what we should be doing as human beings anyway. Yeah. And it's kind of being open to learn those new things as well. Mm. Like, I, I, I can guarantee you, like years ago, somebody told me that. You should try this, try that. I'd be like, nah, you should go and suck a duck. Like, I genuinely, like, I genuinely would be that not open to learning things because I'm yeah. kind of like, set my own. but now, like, I remember Jack telling me, he's like, you should do a Wim Hof. I was like, oh, sounds like breathing. And then, but I did it anyways because I was, because, like, Jack, Jack's my friend, like, you know, and, mm. and if you ask me to do something, I'm probably going to do it anyways. Um, so I did it anyways, and it wasn't for me, but at the same time, I can see, I can understand why it works so well. And that being yeah. said, I, I do use the Wim Hof whenever I'm surfing, funnily enough. All oh, right. It's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. You're flapping about, like, you know, whenever. Like, yeah, and it's good to have But you tried it, though, didn't you? Like, that's the thing about yeah. it. If, he, if Jack turns yeah. around to you and says, try this because it, it, it's good for me, and you think, Jack's a cool guy, um, you know, it's working for him, I might as well try it. And like you say, it may not work for you, but it's that whole thing of trying things out. I would, like... Last year, uh, two years ago, I just wouldn't try things out because I thought mm-hmm. I have to stick to this 
rigid routine because I'm so afraid of my anxiety going up, like, up, or me falling off the edge or something because my anxiety is too high or my depression gets too bad. And that was that's really not the way to go about it. Um, Very dramatic. Yeah, it really is because you learn so much stuff about yourself trying things, you know, trying... Uh, like you might do something once and you might say, well, that's out the window, but it doesn't matter. At least <laughs> you gave it a go. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, just being open to new things. Um, mm. Like then again, that's comparing yourself to yourself as well. Like it's and in, in a positive way. It's not like, you know, oh, I was a bit of a cunt. Well, you can say you're a bit of a cunt, but like, you know, now I've improved myself. Like, you know, it's I treat myself and other people with a bit more dignity and stuff. And it's like, I actually try new things. Like, I remember a while ago, I didn't know what the fuck cappuccino was. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of like, that's that just milk. That's just a lot of milk in a coffee. Why would I want that? And I tried it. I was like, oh, oh, right. this, is, this is delicious. And yeah. then, but like, it literally would be that kind of like, even if it's just a small thing like that, it'd be kind of like, I'd still be very hesitant about it. But now it's kind of like, do you want to try this? It's kind of like, yeah, all right. Like, obviously, there's a limit when it comes to, like, stuff like drugs and stuff, but mm. d- don't do that. Um, but, like, but like it is kind of the thing where it's kind of like, oh, try this. And um, if it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, yeah, I, I had the, I ask at the end of all my podcasts and say, because I think it's a, it's a bit of crack at the end of something that might be quite serious that you say, like, what, what do you do in your spare time? So, mm. as you know, I had the honey badger on and... Um, I, I said to him, like, because he seems like a very hyper, you know, he's always, he's revved up all the time. I said, what do you do in your spare time? And he's like, well, I do a bit of motocross. And I was like, okay, fair enough. A bit of skydiving. I was like, no, a bit of psychedelics. And he was just running through these things. And I was like, okay, maybe I won't be trying anything that uh, the honey badger does. I'm a bit more low key. If someone says I like chess, I'd be like, oh, I'll give that a shot. Yeah. But I'm not going to be jumping out of any planes or anything. But yeah, like, um, yeah, it's funny, you know. Yeah, funny enough, actually, I've got a friend who does a good bit of psychedelic, not a good bit of them. Actually, you should get him on your podcast. His name is Adam Tahari. I'll send you a link afterwards. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, he'd be kind of a big advocate. Actually, he studies Wim Hof as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But um, he's he'd be kind of like, he'd be a bit into psychedelics or be kind of like, he'd use it to kind of open up his mind and stuff. And mm. I remember, I think one of his, one of his top, one of his um, topics on his podcast. I haven't gotten to listen to the podcast in a while, and it's been it's been a while since he released the first one. Um, but he, I remember him talking about psychedelics and him going on trips and stuff. But it's just amazing, and it's kind of like mm. it's not kind of like oh, I want to get high and stuff. It's kind of like I want to experience what he's experiencing. Like obviously, it's not going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. But no. like, then again, like if it is, it is. There's something really moving stuff back there. Um, but if it is. You know, if, if it is that kind of thing for you where you kind of get a nice little buzz off it and it's not like, you know, it's not messing you up or anything, then why not? Like, Well, I, yeah, and this is like the Honey Badger said, it does it for his mental health. And there's studies going on and we, we discussed it a bit on the podcast episode coming out tomorrow. Um, but we, we, uh, we, he talks about the studies going on in America at the, at the moment where they're doing it in, under supervision, you know, that people are taking the psilocybin, the, the magic mushrooms and stuff. And, shaman and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. properly helping people, you know. Yeah, like it, like it is genuinely an actual helpful experience to people who mm. find it helpful. Like, and when I first, when you first start talking to it, I was kind of like, what? And then, then it kind of talk about more. I was like, oh well, sure, clearly you're getting something out of this. Like, you know, maybe I wouldn't yeah. get anything over, um, to my knowledge, because I haven't tried it yet. And honestly, I'm kind of, kind of scared to try it. Um, Would you try it under like a supervi- under yeah, supervised? Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, funny, funny enough, I think Adams 
currently under like he's studying to be a shaman or he is a shaman. I'm not 100 percent sure. I th- he might be actually already. Um, but yeah, he, like it kind of is one of those things where if you're scared to do it, you can always do it in kind of like a controlled manner, where you're kind of doing it with, with either your friends or you're kind of doing it with somebody else that's a shaman who's like you know, a, let's say an actual educated practitioner of yeah. this stuff. And there's an actual there's a Netflix movie about people taking psychedelics and stuff. For the life of me, I can't remember. Um, I'll buzz Adam later on. I'll send it on to you. Mm. And it's all about yeah. psychedelics and people, like really famous people on being on psychedelics and how and what their trips are like and what their journeys are like. Oh, I know. To, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Just name. Have a nice trip. That's it, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, actually. I should watch have it. You, have you watched it? Of course not. Okay, no. Alana's watched it. Because um, you're a junkie, I know. Imagine. <laughs> of course I've watched it. <laughs> she, looked at, she looked at me like I, like I had four heads. Um... Um, but yeah, no, the movie's called Have a Nice Trip on Netflix. Hopefully we don't get copyrighted for this. Um, but like, it, it, it's all about celebrities and stuff, like going on psychedelic trips and, and what, what it's kind of like with their daily lives or how it plays into their whole life in general. Mm. And honestly, it doesn't sound that bad. Look, the thing... For the most part. Yeah, I, I'd probably give it a watch, to be honest with you. Just out of just, you know... Curiosity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. But... You know the, the the idea they're doing under under supervision and stuff. They're given small dosage, and they're you know they're given uh, sit down in there and read a book, have earphones on, headphones on. You're just on your own. You're not tripping balls like you just. Yeah. You're nice and chilled, you know, and you're you're out, you're, out in the forest, fucking yeah. hunting <laughs> rabbits. Just push you out the door. A spiky stick. It's like, ah! Yeah, they're just, no. Like, they just start hunting you at the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you are the rabbit, run. Yeah. Um, but like it is. Like years ago, if you said to somebody, "Oh, I do a bit of psychedelics," they'd probably be like, "You need a you need a hospital." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But nowadays, it's kind of like, "Oh, it's, it's more of a kind of let's say a regular thing," and um, like it's not like I personally don't have a problem with people who do it or anything. And if they get something out of it, then that's for them. Like I get something out of throwing people on their head, and people could like genuinely people could be like, "That's much worse than like you know <laughs> having a little trip in your head." It's like, yeah, but I'm yeah, but you signed up for it though. Yeah, exactly. And they signed and they signed a waiver. Um they signed a waiver. Yeah, but like but it is that kind of thing where it's kinda of like that's something that I'd be kind of scared to try, but I I still would try it just for the sake mm. of trying like if I that was years ago, I'd be like, No. Leave me yeah. alone. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like going back to kind of like rejecting uh, ideas that seem that aren't in your kind of like, you know, your normal everyday routine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's kinda of like what would be something that I kind of added in? Um, skateboarding, I guess. Skateboarding? skateboarding. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. But, but like, do you mean? But there's stuff that you kind of might add into your thing almost every other day or weekly. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Like, like it's it's nice to kind of have little things that you can kind of try and then for them to be like, oh, I actually like it. You know what I mean? And it feels oh, I, I, I I'm all for that. I, I'm yeah. absolutely all for that. But I think at 38 and looking like I do, like you, 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 you thought I was a Lord of the Rings fans and a Lord of the Rings fan, and I know why you thought that. And this is why I'm, this is why I'm digging about the skateboard. If someone saw me on a skateboard, they'd be like, "What is he at?" Yeah. You know what I mean? They wouldn't be like, "Oh, fair play to him for trying it." You know, I, yeah. I just and I am not good. I am not one of those people who likes any sort of speed at all like you know when you like unless i'm running that's fine that's about as fast as i'll go 
That's too if, fast, that <laughs> I can't but stop. The, but the skateboarding, like you, you surf. You know what I mean. So mm. that that idea, it seems to be when you hear about people surfing, they seem to skateboard too, and it all seems to fall into the same kind of camp. You know, um, <laughs> where are all the happy campers in the fucking yeah. Like, um, but see, that's the funny thing is, I think that's kind of like people who like to chill, but then there's also, but I genuinely think people don't like people who like that don't like walking. Yeah. Because I hate yeah. walk. So do I. Like, I genuinely hate it. Like, I'd rather be going somewhere at a normal, at an actual, a bit of a faster pace than, you know, walking. Mm. Like, it's genuinely why I don't walk anywhere. Plus, I've got bad knees, so it kind of hurts. But, like, <laughs> like, yeah, but, like, being on a skateboard, like, is just so much faster than walking. It is. Yeah. But the only problem is you have to lug around the skateboard now. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, it's kind of like, no, oh, she, she died in the game. Um, But, like, it is kind of, but it is kind of one of those things where you would kind of feel to yourself, it's like, oh, I don't like, I don't like walking, but I like being out kind of in the air, and I can't cycle because yeah. I don't like tying up my bike somewhere. Actually, no, it's actually fine. But like, but you know what I mean when it comes to like finding a nice middle ground for yourself. Mm, yeah, I mean, like you said, running for yourself, like you know, you wouldn't skateboard, but would you cycle? Yeah, I, I only have a bike. I don't drive, so I cycle everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that I'm weird? Like, <laughs> Not really. I well, no, the fact that I, I said I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't skateboard, but I cycle, and cycling's faster. I, I, I don't know if it's just because I've done it all my life, you know. It just seems like a like a second nature, like walking, whereas a skateboard, yeah. uh, uh, I don't even know if I tried it ever, to be honest. I can't remember trying it. A skateboard one of those kind of things is if you start and you don't know how to stop, you're going to die. The, 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 I mean, that could be it. <laughs> Like it, no, but genuinely is that. Like I remember going down. We've got uh, my my kind of house kind of in town is just kind of like a big bridge, but like it's it's a nice smooth bridge in terms of going up and down on skateboard. But if a car pulls out in front of you, you're gonna get like yeah, you're gonna get smacked. Do you See, know what I mean? Yeah. And like like it is it, no one what to do there and if you're going at speed you don't know how to deal with speed wobbles or stuff or you don't know what way to stand on it and stuff like you're going to clatter yourself and I've clattered myself on my board loads of times I've been in Dublin sometimes and I've got really wide trucks in my oak which means it has good kind of high speed stability mm. but it's also kind of like really smooth carbon the only problem is it's kind of wide so every so often I clip a wheel and something and I'll go flying on my board just stays there I'm like ah oh, yeah it's so not fun and I'm just, I'm just like standing there I'm like where the fuck my board and board's just like slowly rolling backwards into traffic I'm like oh no <laughs> yeah. stop it please like like but I but that's one of the reasons why I don't actually like walking is because it's too slow yeah like if it's somewhere like Dublin you kind of get it because it's Dublin like mm. in cities like you know you kind of just get it um, like I'd, I'd, actually, I'd actually hate to cycle in a city because I just I think it's too crowded cycle. I'd probably run over yeah no I wouldn't cycle in Dublin yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's everybody kind of knows what their limits are, and like, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would not, I, w I wouldn't cycle in the city. I, I skateboarded in Dublin. The only problem is I have to kind of bring my skateboard everywhere with me. But mm. you kind of there's now like lockers that you can leave your stuff in during yeah. the day, which is great. So you kind of just put into your leave your leave your stuff there for about two or three hours. Go off to your own thing to come back and get a couple hours later, then go back. Um, but. Yeah, and that comes back to again trying new things because I didn't want to take the lose because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> I spent all my money on the train ticket to Dublin because I used to be in the Irish Film Academy up in Dublin. And um, oh, really? don't look at me like that. Um, but like, 
Uh, but like it would be kind of the thing where you have to, you get to lose from Houston Station to Temple Bar. Sorry, not not Temple Bar. You get to um, Jervis, then cross the river yeah. to Temple Bar, and that's grand. But that also costs like you know, three or fifty, or two or fifty, whatever it is. And then I'd be taking that train multiple times a day because I go get my food and stuff, and it ended up being about ten or a day on loses, and it's kind of like oh, that's like a lot of money. And then you're already spending like you know twenty six seven euro on that on top of that. For the train ticket, so mm. I just kind of got to skateboard and skateboard from Houston Station down to Jarvis, and it's it's a lovely little kind of thing. Like I guarantee you, if you if you run it, you'd be like, "This is fucking on oh, nice day." You'd be like, "This is lovely." Yeah, because it is. It's like it's like like walking along the keys or running along the keys. It's actually like in Dublin, it's gorgeous. I wouldn't cycle it, but I'd skateboard it because it's nice and open. Plus, you always get tourists being like, "Oh, I need myself one of them." So it's kind of nice, but like. But it is. But it kind of ended up being one of those things where I didn't want to do it because it's not my normal thing. Yeah, but I also don't want to pay a tenner for Lewis's all day long. You're very you know honest. I mean? about, so, you're very honest because so many people don't pay on that Lewis. I didn't know if anybody paid on that Lewis. Yeah, it's what? Hey, um, but like, yeah, it is kind of one of those things where anybody who does pay for the Lewis, like, what are you doing? But it's kind of like, yeah, but oh, if a ticket guy comes, oh, my mate was caught. Yeah, my mate was caught. I was with him, That's... and he was caught, and he had to pay was... It was like sixty quid or something. Um, fortunately, I have a disability oh. card, so I get the free travel. Um, yes, it's Person. one. It's the one good thing that's come out of this. But um, no, I so. But I see people just jumping on and off, and I, I suppose there's a leap card now as well. So they do. You don't know if they're paid or if they have a leap card or something, you know. But look, if you can get away with it, fair play. But you're very honest, Con, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a cheap company when it comes to that kind of stuff not really cheap but I like spending my money on like food and clothes like shops are doubling <laughs> the ground yeah. um, plus if I'm doing open mat I want to save my money for like an open mat yeah yeah I, that's fair I, I like um, I really like Dublin actually do you like Dublin? hmm I get to, like in, in in what sense? just as a city like just you like general. going up there and just hanging around yeah yeah, no, like it's like to be honest, I said to Alana earlier, I was like, I don't really like Dublin because there's not much to do. But when you have something to do, it's grand. Like, yeah. it's actually a class place to be whenever you're, whenever you're with a few friends and kind of shooting, shooting the shit, maybe going for a few drinks in the pub, maybe doing a bit of shopping. Like, you know, fucking is it Abercrombie or Fitch or Hollister? One of those shops is up in Dublin, anyways, and it's a really nice clothes store, you know. Mm. Oh, and the Wax Museum is up there, that's actually pretty dope. Um, I really like that actually, funny enough, because I don't actually like museums. No, I, lo- I love museums actually, funny enough. But like, actually, the museums up in Dublin are class and they, they they've are, been updated yeah. and I haven't been there since. And I'm and I'm raging because I haven't gone there in like the last five years. I'm very upset about it. Um, but like, but like, Dublin's a great place to be. But I think it kind of all comes down to how comfortable you are being, your, being with yourself in Dublin and how like, yeah. you know, and who you're with in Dublin. Because I remember, I can tell you now, if I went to Dublin with Group A of people, I wouldn't be doing certain things that I'd want to do. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. It'd be kind of just like, oh, we're going to go just shopping and then we're going to go eat TGI Fridays and then we're going to um, go home. And that's yeah, it. no. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, okay. But then I could be going with Group B and then they could be like, right, we're going to go to the museum, we're going to have a drink, we're going to get a bit of food, then we're going to go see a play. And that sounds a bit like, how old are you? But it's also kind of like, that sounds kind of nice, though. That sounds nice, though. I, I, I love going up to the IFI up there, and I go to the, uh, the there's the 
they have a DVD shop in the IFI and I would literally spend like three hours in there because they've DVDs that you, they're not it's not gold discs. Like you know where the IFI is in, in Temple Bar? Um, that's, that's right under where where I used to study for film academy. Oh yeah, yeah. So so I'd go up there and um the DVD shop there, I would it's like these all these old classics, uh, foreign language, all sorts of DVDs yeah. that you're not gonna oh. just get anywhere, you know. And I'd I'd, I'd yeah, happily stay in there for a couple of hours. Like, yeah, like it's it's it is kind of like a treasure trove for people who like that kind of thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's um, like I I've been in there a couple of times. Like some of the stuff is really my jam, but like it would be I can like it is it's just a nice place to be. Yeah, the cafe, the cafe there is fucking gorgeous too. Mm. Like it it genuinely is just a really really nice place to be, and it's hard to kind of say that with places nowadays. Where it's kind of like you go into a shop and it's just like, especially up in Dublin, you kind of go up there, you kind of go in there, and it's kind of like oh. You're here, get what you want, and kind of get out. That's kind of that's kind of the vibe that you get. But but when you go to a place like the IFI and you go in there and you kind of chill out for a bit, like you know, it kind of feels like you're more than welcome just to kind of chill out there for an hour or two, yeah. drink coffee, or read buy buy books or something and stuff with screenplays. It's 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 completely different kind of dynamic to what the norm is, and that's kind of why I like it so much. Um, but then again, that's I'm from Tullamore, so we don't really have any of that kind of stuff here, like. Well, yeah, like, look, Athlone's the same. Yeah, no, Athlone has some stuff. Has the really nice cinema? Oh god, <laughs> I don't go to that cinema. I don't know why. Have you, have you gone to the escape, escape rooms and go and Athlone? Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, like, uh, do you know the funny thing about the escape rooms? Like, uh, with the anxiety, I don't know if it would, it would suit me. Um, but you know what? I would go. <laughs> I would go if it was. Um, if it was a group of my friends, just go, let's say I don't know how many people it takes to so say if it was six people, if it was six of my mates, like and we were going, I would definitely go. Mm. I don't know if I'd mingle with if I'd be comfortable mingling with a group of people that I didn't know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd probably be better just to go with a group of your friends and get really drunk while yeah. you're also doing the thing. You're not really <laughs> drunk, but um, that, that's probably not a good idea. But like, you know, it's like it's just a bit of fun, like, and yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to share that stuff with other people and I guarantee you you wouldn't have said yeah I'd do that with a couple of mates two years ago oh Jesus no 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 avoid that shit yeah it's, yeah. it's like ah rooms locked in rooms um, where I have to yeah, think yeah it is Christ. it is a bit of a yeah oh my god using, using my brain power matter it's, it's a lot Um, but yeah no it is kind of it is one of those kind of things where you kind of think to yourself um I wouldn't have done this a couple of years ago. Like, ha- have you travelled abroad? Kind of I have solo? a bit, yeah. Not know. in a while. Just on your own? Uh, well, I went on my own, but I was staying over with, like, relations, you know, for three months over in New York, oh, but yeah. never travelled around on my own. Yeah, if I if you ever get a chance, I'd suggest you go travel on your own just for, just maybe for a week or something, even if it's just kind of like the holiday destination. Um, I just chill out there for a week by yourself and mm. go to a gym or something and just kind of like see what it's like because the, the more confidence you get and this kind of goes for everybody who listens um, the more confidence you get in yourself to be kind of comfortable with yourself is it's um it's unparalleled like it's mm. like once you're comfortable with being by yourself it's you know it's, it's a completely different thing to you know being constantly having to rely on somebody to be with them the whole time do you know what I mean? I agree. I I love being on my own. Uh, I would definitely go traveling. Like 
I'd say I'd have to start small in sense and go somewhere in Ireland rather than go out of the country, you know. But even that, like going down to Kerry or Cork or somewhere for the week and go to a gym down there and do some jiu-jitsu, be, I'd love that. Like bring my bike with me, you know. Yeah, second own place. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, no, but like it literally is one of those kind of things where it's nice just to be able to do stuff for yourself. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like learning to do stuff for yourself is a big fucking part of mental health that kind of people kind of forget about where it's kind of like um, people kind of find it difficult to kind of help themselves really more than anything else. Yeah, well, there. I think you know a lot I mean? of you being petrified of your own thoughts, especially if they've gone against you a number of times and in particularly kind of, you know, exaggerated ways, I think people are just thinking, look, if there's somebody around to make noise, it'll remove that kind of thought process. But look, you look, you have to be on, on, on your own at certain points in your life. And that's the whole thing about trust, trying to get better at being on your own. But you've got to, you know, uh, attack the problem first, like, and see why your mind is going against you, why you maybe haven't you know, if it's suicidal thoughts like I was having, or even something smaller, but it's it's still just a, something as frightening, like a panic attack. If you don't know what that is, it freaks mm. you out. You know, you, you're just, you, if you don't have a base to kind of go, well, I think this is what this is, it's one of the most scariest things that can happen to you. You think you're having a heart attack, you know? So I think when people are yeah, on their own, yeah. they worry, but I know what you mean. Uh, once you get comfortable be, being with yourself, like, push it again out of the comfort zone, go to somewhere else, somewhere different, meet new people, go into a gym that you've never been to. It's all personal growth anyway. Yeah. Like it, um, like it's, it's great. Like, and, and, and it genuinely is. And people kind of take, people kind of think it's like a bit overrated, but like I guarantee you, if somebody said to me, it's like, Oh, I went to Dublin by myself. It's like, Oh really? What you do? It's like, this is not, not this. And I know they're kind of like struggling with their own kind of mental health and stuff. I'd probably be proud of them as fuck. Like, yeah. it is, like, kind of stepping out of your own comfort zone. And different people kind of have different, like, you know, levels of comfort zone. Like, my stepping out of my comfort zone is um, probably going skydiving. Well, maybe not going skydiving, because I'd like to do that. Um, oh, I don't know, some sharks or something, maybe. I don't know. Be but good. then again, but, like, you know, somebody else's comfort zone could be like, I don't want to go to the shop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just like you know even things like that, which is why everything is so varied these days. Like, just is like it is. But you, you know what I mean? Know, you know that like to get to where you are now or where I've got like we've gathered up the tools along the way through other people or through like um, for me like medical professionals and through um, you know even if it's like medication which I take, uh, but it takes a long time. But it's the whole thing of is admitting to yourself that there's something wrong and there's a problem. Uh, and it's like, it sounds like a cliche, but sometimes they are cliches for a reason. That the reason that you, uh, you kind of have to hit the bottom before you start moving up, you know, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hero's journey kind of thing. Again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hero's journey thing is a fucking great analogy for a lot of things. Like, it is, is though, yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's it's fully true, like it just and everyone kind of forgets that it kind of is actually a thing. Yeah. Um. Going back to going back to your podcast for a little bit, actually. Mm. Speaking of just trying to chat to people in general, um, how did you start getting people on your podcast? Just because uh, I know you had your own podcast, you started kind of like, and you, and you kind of started it yourself and everything else. And um, by the way, if anybody, if everybody's listening, it's called the Weekly Weekly. I'll have a tag underneath. Um, 
and we'll uh, we'll tag a few other people. But like, um, but how did you kind of go about asking people to come on your show? Because I know, like, I know with the jiu-jitsu and everything else, it was kind of a bit. It might have been out of your comfort zone asking somebody to come on the podcast or kind of even just advertising it. Like, how yeah. did how did that work for you? Like, uh, it's it's still a bit awkward sometimes. Um, but it's not. But I'm not like. Uh, you know, like cringing at it. I used to cringe a bit at it, like asking someone, like whether it was I like, found someone on Instagram and I'd say, oh, I, I think they'd be interesting. And it's always kind of the first, like you said, the first few were like jujitsu people, people I knew, people I'd gone trained with, or people I knew outside of the gym. And then it got to the point where, like I said, I ran out of people. And then it became kind of a thing of just like messaging them, telling them this is what the podcast is about, but it's not just about mental health, it's about like all sorts of lifestyles and, you know, everything we do and uh teaching each other uh how to you know deal with problems that we're having mm. and it, it you know it, it's funny like some people that you m- may not expect to be just so cool and just like yeah i'll oh, definitely I'll come on mm. and then like other people are just kind of clam up and say a lot of people say and i don't know if they said it to you actually but a lot of people say but what do you want to talk to me about like and i'm like everything you know it's not it's life yeah, life and and people, but people will put themselves down in that kind of sense. They think that they're they're boring or not, not as in, maybe not boring, but not as interesting as some other people that maybe have been on the show. Mm-hmm. But it's never like that for me. It's always like, if anybody, uh, if anybody I've contacted, like I've I've been interested in what they do or what they've been through, right? Then mm-hmm. I've had people come to me, like you, you contacted me, Con, and I was delighted to have you on. And they're my favorite guests because I don't have to do any of that hard work of actually building it up to ask what. Now, I wouldn't have known about you if you hadn't contacted me. Do you know what I mean? Because we wouldn't have crossed paths before. But, but for, for, um, so for to ask the per- personal initially, it was just like being straight up. I like, especially people on Instagram have never met me or never heard of me or the podcast, and they're might rightly be kind of going who's this guy you know like i asked an actress on she was like yeah I'll definitely come on you know um but even like danny neal and uh, lauren cole's her name she was in she was in actually do you know what she was in a film i watched with uh, with uh, J- uh cosmo jarvis right and uh do you know cosmo jarvis have you heard him i a, let me look him up he's very brando looking dude right but he was brando. in <laughs> Jesus. he was in cam with horses the irish film is on netflix now it's actually a deadly film but she was in a film with him and I asked her to come on. She'd be like, yeah, Delhi. And then, uh, so I was kind of blown away because she was really great in the film. Um, have you got a picture of Cosmo, Cosmo Jarvis? Cosmo Jarvis. Yeah, he's, he's like a musician and, a, and, an, and an actor. But she was in Oh, a, yes. You know that dude? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she was in a film with him and uh, uh, it was like she, like they were both great in it. But I asked her and she came on and it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, oh, People will be actually quite cool if you just say straight up why you want them on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to help people with mental health if we can, and this and you know it's cool and like like even having Ashley Daly was a big one, and I didn't expect her to say yeah, you know, because why would you, you know, <laughs> but she did, and you know, so it's great. I mean, look, we've talked about this already, but it's that whole thing. Like a year ago, I would never approach anyone for anything because I'd be thinking. Jesus, what am I doing? You know, but now I just have a, a, a more of confidence in it. You know, I'm I'm more settled, more more happy in myself. I guess is the way. But mm, yeah, well, like that, that's all personal growth and everything else. And mm. you can be proud of yourself to be even able to like you know approach people and be like, do you want to be on this podcast? And podcast is about X, Y, and Z. Um, and I've asked a few people to be on my pod, well, our podcast as well. And it's kind of been like 
I don't think any of them said no. Mm. Like Adrian has said, uh, I'll let you know during the week because he's he's a busy. Like he, I think he works like he works a lot, and then he's also training for Bellator now as well. So that's, yeah, yeah. Not Bellator, Cage Warriors, Cage um, Warriors, that's right, yeah. Cage something. Um, what is it? I'm gonna Cage Rage. No. Oh, I'm going to look it up now because it's going to be, it's going to annoy me for the rest of the day if I don't if I don't get this right. Yeah. One of our lads is on it on, on that as well. Signed recently. I can't remember what it's called though. It's weird, isn't it? But yeah, um, I understand. That's the oldest thing. People are yeah, no, and see the thing about it is actually, um, it it's grand that like you know people are busy. Like I think when people are busy, it's actually good. Like you know, and it means that they're kind of like they're doing their own thing. It's Cage mm. Legacy. Legacy, Cage Legacy MMA, Adrian Albert. Fighting on the fourth of April, I believe, third of April. Um, now, then again, go back to kind of like ask people and kind of how it's going. Like I, people are busy and stuff, but I, I, I messaged Danny Nealon actually. Yes, mm. the other day, um, on Monday, sorry, it was Sunday, and I was like, um, hi Danny, how's it going? Uh, just out of curiosity, will I be will I be able to head over to your gym when it opens back up to do a few wrestling rounds, which is um, because it's close to Lamore and stuff, and I'd love to get the rounds in because as I know, we actually have dedicated wrestling. Because she's she actually, I actually met her at my first wrestling competition. I knew her because she was at the gym one time. Hmm. Um, she's at the gym one time training for something, and we'd roll together. But I, I, I remember as a kid, and this is probably where I'd start stepping out of my comfort zone a bit is ask people for help but I don't really that I'm not interested so if I'm in the right place to ask them for help um, just in terms of cornering because I didn't have a corner for the competition so I was like well wouldn't you be able to corner me like you know because I don't have a coach here I'm the only one that wrestles in my gym um, and I was kind of like yeah no bothers but actually my coach over here do you want, do you want, do you want, to, do you want me to introduce him he's like yeah it's grand then he introduced me to Darren and then went over to England with us and he cornered me for for the Dublin Open the Irish right. Open and then in England as well, um, and I I I trained him extensively, just before um just before England too. Like we went up to the SPGNAs together and trained him on the But I messaged her anyway because well, he he was based in Mullingar at the time. But I messaged her anyway and was kind of like, will I be able to come over to Mullingar and kind of train? He's like, yeah, no, that'd be great. Like you know, we've got a few MMA lads that are preparing for MMA fights and stuff, but but are in the wrestling classes and they'd be great rounds for you. Like, I just, that's I was not expecting that answer. Like, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? it's kind of like one of those things where it's kind of like, um, where you kind of ask somebody about something, and like you're not you're not really expecting much out of it. But he said, "Why not?" Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the worst thing that happened is he said no, um, and no, she said, "Yeah, we would like to have you over." And I was like, "Fucking!" I was chuckling myself. So I was like, "Ha!" Shocking. Um, yeah, she's cool though. She's really nice. She's dead yeah. sound person, isn't she? Yeah, no, she's lovely. And yeah. Alan's great too. They're, they're both hilarious, actually. Yeah, yeah. They're both really funny whenever they're like training and stuff because they're both like, they're both like getting married and stuff, but they're also kicking the shit out of each other. Killing each other, yeah. Gosh, I was like, damn. Um, but I also messaged Max Lally. If you if you heard of Max Lally, that sounds familiar. I don't know why. He's up with SPG Nays. Okay. I messaged him as well. It's like when this lockdown's finished, we'll be around for a few bouts because we, we wrestled before actually, and he kind of trimmed me around the place. Um, but that's why I actually specifically asked for him. But um, I remember after England, um, I came home anyway, and, and there was a competition on, and he was like, "I did, yeah." There was Adrian Albert's um, competition, Grapple Kings, was on in 
Port Leash. I'm just fucking tagging everything here today, aren't I? Like, <laughs> but, but like, but yeah, I was working at that anyways. And I, I ran into him and I ran into Gary Rooney, and um, uh, they were like, "Oh, you got bronze over in England, didn't you?" It's like, you know, well done and everything. It's like, oh, cheers, man. Appreciate it. It's like, you know, she's had some, had some good going. It's like, I wasn't expected. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't really. Like I kind of, I wanted gold, but I kind of got I got myself pinned in like the second match, and then I ended up winning the third match. So it's kind of like I could have gone better. A bit embarrassing to get pinned, but you know, it's great. It's like oh no, it was, it was a good man. Like you know, and hearing that from people who like you know who I know are great grapplers and everything. Yeah. Like, you know, like and, and like you know, it's something you wouldn't really expect to hear. And then when I texted him, he was like, "Yeah, man, it sounds good, no bothers." And I was like, "So buzz, like you yeah. know, I was chuffed on myself because it actually like you know." Again, it kind of goes back to the saying of maybe if I just text him, I'd probably be cool about it. Look, that it's like stepping out of your comfort zone is the big thing, isn't it? Like, and you, it's the whole thing of like we always imagine that if we ask something, some like uh, somebody, um, something they're going to say no. We always imagine that like all all of our interests and what we retain in our memory is only important to us. Like, and like somebody might watch you wrestle, and we'll think, well, he's not going to remember that. Like, why would he? But why wouldn't he like, you know, it's, it's all experience to him as well. And I'm, I do it the, all the time. And I think like nobody's going to remember anything about me, like anything I've done ever. But that's obviously untrue. That doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's not the way memory works. Yeah, OK, <laughs> it's not the way memory works. Um, like unless you're Jason Bourne, you get shot twice in the back and forget everything about yourself. Um, Is that what happened to him? Um, I haven't but seen like, <laughs> Oh, well, I just spoiled it for you. Anyways, um, uh, okay. they're on Netflix actually by the way if you want to watch them uh, oh, really? Born Identity Supremacy Ultimate yeah so oh. if, 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 you're, if you're interested in watching them maybe um, but yeah no it is it is kind of one of those things where you kind of it, it kind of your brain automatically goes to the worst case scenario because you have anxiety or you're struggling with mental health and stuff and so your brain kind of just goes nope not good stop mm. it and then it's kind of like, oh, I've done a thing what are you doing do you know what I mean? Like, actually, funny enough, I ordered my dad a watch for Christmas because I, I was getting a watch for Christmas. Um, but I was waiting until now because I ordered one in, then uh, the store rang me there like the other day and was like, we're not actually getting them in because of Brexit and stuff, so you may just get them online at the Samsung store. So I just got one on the Samsung store anyways. But I was just like, I grand. But then I, then they were kind of like, we'll email you the receipt and how it's going on. But I didn't get the email for about an hour and a half. Mm. So for that hour and a half, and a half I was like the 450 euro has gone out of my account and I've just like spent 450 euro and it says there that it's gone but it doesn't say where it's gone to and I've got an email yeah. saying that I've actually bought the watch or not and it doesn't say what's been delivered or not I don't know what's going on and it doesn't say if it's going to be next delivery and this and this and this and I was just like oh I'm going to sleep yeah I, I would have <laughs> like, I'd be like oh, they robbed me just like, oh, sleep. yeah literally you know I was like oh this fucking Samsung site is fake and then when I woke up anyways from a nap I was just like oh Never mind. Fine, it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, it's certainly grand. And Anna's laughing whole here because she knows I was freaking out about it. I had no idea. I didn't know that much was going on actually inside your. Oh head. yeah, well, well now you know. <laughs> but like, I was. But remember when I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. why are you laughing? I got. Have I put? Because I was like, yeah. I didn't put in my email. Maybe they don't know where my what my address is. Did I put in my address? So I just like assumed that it was just all yeah. going to shit, and I was like, oh, oh, I can't do this. That's what we do though, isn't it? Yeah, like like it's it it is genuinely the worst case scenario. But then again, I think a lot of that is because we've just been disappointed by stuff in the past. It's kind of like, oh, stop hoping for stuff. Yeah. And anytime you do hope for stuff, it doesn't work out. Um, 
But I think, I honestly think, if you're kind of, if you kind of hope for the worst and then something not worse happens, kind of like, oh, some buzz. Like, in a weird yeah. kind of twisted sort of way, like, if that makes sense. That's kind of not the way you should think about stuff, but... Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think what we do, though, I think what we... it's. I think when we have the, uh, you know, the excitement or, or the positive things that happen, they're very, f- they're fleeting compared to the disappointments, which seem to linger for so much longer, you know. So it's the unfortunate mm. thing, like when someone is, if you're going back to mental health and something to do with depression, like those disappointments are tenfold, you know, and anything that good happens mm. is only happening because you got lucky or you know, someone did something wrong and it just so happened to happen to you, you know, that it was right for you. And it was, and that happens through ev- to everybody, not just people with mental health difficulties. So we have to try and enjoy if we can and try to remember to enjoy the really good things that happen. Mm. That was deep. Yeah, like, um, like yeah, I, gar- I guarantee you, whenever you have a good, a good boost of nostalgia, you feel a hundred times better. But it's hard, yeah. like, thinking about kind of the good times you've had, it's kind of like, it's not as easy as people tend to think it is. Like, um, well, that being said, old people can be like, oh, I remember that time in Hawaii and stuff. But <laughs> I can tell you now, I remember, I can tell you now, like, one of my happiest memories. And it's funny enough, like, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I wouldn't remember this unless I was thinking about Ackard Island, right? Or just being in Ackard Island in general. Um, or, or another thing was when I was younger, going to Thailand with my family. But I'll get onto that in a second. Just, coming back to what we're saying about you kind of don't really remember the good stuff it's kind of always mm. almost your brain kind of automatically forgets the good stuff because you're thinking about you're panicking about something else um but like it was literally kind of like me my friend me my best friend and my other friend he's he's really close friend we're all really good friends anyways we um we went up the mountain and uh like Sean's a bit heavier than us, but he's not. He's not actually heavy. He's not actually that big. Like, but we, we me, I'm kind of skinny, and Connor's like six two, six three, mm. and I weigh more than he does. Um, because he, he's a long distance. He's actually a long distance runner. He, he now works oh. for, uh, you know, he's now working for Lingus as a aeronautical engineer, um, apprentice. It's really cool. Nice. Um, but like, but uh, he, um, actually, Sean's doing the same thing. We're all kind of. I'm studying for aeronautical engineering mm. degree as well, actually. So we're all kind of doing the same thing. Um. But, like, back then, we didn't really know what we were doing. So, we were kind of just, like, spending a week up in Ackle. And I remember going up the mountain, and we were kind of taking pictures, taking a piss out of each other. And then we decided to go down the mountain. And our friend Sean tripped and fell and rolled down about 200 metres down the mountain. He was 100% grand, like. Yeah. But like, we were all just like, Sean, you fat bastard, you're causing an earthquake and stuff. Oh, sheep fucking fell off the mountain because you're so fat. You're shaking the mountain. And we take the piss out of him for about a good... A good half an hour over this, and he's like, "Fuck you, console! You're all, you're all, you're all a bunch of bastards." <laughs> but like, but like, throughout that whole weekend, we'd all, we'd literally be kicking the shit out of each other for no reason. And I remember Connor was like, "We um, uh, we Sean Paul rubbed his eye that night, anyways." I mean, because he falls asleep really easily, um. But me and Connor kind of was on staying away, chatting shit, and um. But I remember one of the days we were looking at Sean Paul sleep because i wanted to get down and go to the toilet because i was using do you know when you're in a dark room you, like we've we got a room with double bunk beds in it so it's kind of like a lad's room where it's literally where all the lads sleep yeah um whenever the house is full but we use a torchlight on our phone to get around the place and i i was going getting down from the top bunk bed and hit my head off the ceiling as you do but i got down and i was like oh shit my head and i looked at sean sean had a bit of a pink eye and i was like 
Connor, Connor, come here. It's like, what? It's like, Sean has pink eye. It's like, no, he doesn't. It's like, okay, well, we say he has pink eye. He's like, yeah, go on. So we said to him, it's like, Sean, Sean, wake up. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with your eye? Have you got pink eye? It's like, no, I don't. It's like, go look at it. It's all red. And he's like, he's like rubbing it. It's like, no, it's grand. It's like, you're rubbing it really hard. So it ends up going like properly mm. red, bright red. And he's like, Connor, you farted me, you fucking disgusting bastard. <laughs> like, like, the first instance was, you farted me, you disgusting, you disgusting, lanky bastard. And that's like, and you freaking, like, it's hard to kind of remember that kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Like, like, whenever you're thinking about something bad, like, something bad happens, like, oh, you fucking, let's say if, um, let's say if something happened, like, uh, like my, co- my let's say my COVID payment for example, my COVID payment was about a week or two late last last lockdown. I was like, oh shit, I'm not getting, I'm not going to get a COVID payment. I actually need this money to like you know not die and survive and actually buy food and stuff. Mm. Um, because I'm kind of independent when it comes to buying my own stuff, like I just buy my own food and stuff in the house. I don't like parents buying me stuff. I feel bad. Um, but like I was constantly shit myself about that. But then there's also good times I've had when I've been to Thailand my family and there was this underground mall like kind of adjacent to our um to our hotel and you kind of walk through this underground hall where there's loads of shops around it's kind of like um it's kind of like the mall in Tullamore actually but it's underground mm. really cool but there's this one little step that was the same colored tiles as the other steps and my brother and I would just walk like kind of slow down and watch my dad look around at all the shops and trip over a step about four times a day for a week straight it was great and like it's not like it's not like we were taking a different route or anything we just we'd stand back or we'd run ahead and watch him and he constantly be looking at the buildings and stuff and yeah. he, like the step was only about an inch tall maybe two inches not even and every single time we trip over and you fucking burst your whole laughing at him because he, he, he keeps tripping over this one little step and then it's kind of like then but if you get into an argument with him it's kind of like oh this guy's a prick yeah <laughs> you know what I mean you instantly yeah, forget all instantly forget all the good time like and i think that goes back to kind of like mental trauma or kind of like if something bad's happening that's what it is it's kind of one of the worst times that you've had in your life so therefore anything bad that happens it's going to be the worst time that you're going to have in your life yeah yeah and you forget all the good stuff do you know what i mean i know that's kind of a long-winded way of saying that but it is it is kind of relevant and have you ever had a kind of situation where you kind of like been really arced off by something and then just like and then you kind of think to yourself, if you think about it now, then it's kind of like, oh, but sure. Like, I was kind of just overreacting. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, I reckon we do it probably two or three times a week. And it's that weird thing where, you know, it's, uh, it can be something that, it, whether it's to do with a relationship with another person or, or whether it's, uh, you know, something that you've done yourself, like, and it's something that's pissed you off, uh, a decision you've made even. And you blow it so out of proportion, but it's almost like you're trying to, punish yourself for doing it you know and it's just kind of weird and even if it's something to do with a relationship it doesn't have to be a like a relationship with a girl or, or whatever it is there's this idea of you're you're the one that did it it's your fault and you're gonna take the blame for it and you're gonna like you know a rod to beat your own back kind of a thing and it's mm. you move away from it though like you're what you're saying there like i suppose is when you move away from it and you look from like an overview kind of thing you're like that was nothing. Like it really, it didn't matter at all. But I suppose that's what that's what you're kind of saying with, when you're talking about your dad tripping over the step. It's not something that you'll remember. Uh, if you have an argument with him ten minutes later, you're good. The, the argument's going to be way worse. You're going to be like saying, "Oh, he's a prick" or whatever. Do you know? And you forget that kind of bit of fun or the, the kind of good memory. It's just we we it's 
you know, human beings, the nature is to kind of remember the bad stuff and to be, I don't think everybody's negative, but I think the majority of people are negative slash realistic maybe, but not positive. I don't know if there's, you know, I don't know what the percentage would be. The positive wouldn't be huge, I wouldn't think. What uh, does Alana think of that? She's a real positive. <laughs> is she? Oh, what do you think of that? If I, I can't afford to not be positive. Yeah. If I'm not positive, I will go way, way downhill. Yeah. So it can be often forced. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Kind of oh, look, yeah. Good. Well, yeah, I think it's good, though. I think be positive. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I'm just a, I'm just a fucking, I'm genuinely like an angry cunt when something's not going well. Like, ah, this is so shit. I hate everything. Yeah. Like, I'm, I actually, I was here today. I was actually here the other day a while ago. I was ordering food and I was like, Michaela was here. Actually, Michaela's in our gym too. Um, she's not Ireland. Kickboxing champion. Um, you oh, I know her, yeah. Well, I think about her. Yeah. Michaela Cox. Yeah, I have friends are oh. on Facebook. How do you even work? Well, I'm friends are on Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, she knows everybody anyways. Um, it's kind of just it's kind of a trait. But, um, but they were here. They were, uh, she was over and I was over. And I was kind of ordering food, and I was like, why the fuck is my food order going through? Like, this is so bullshit. I was just getting so pissed off over a bit of food. Michaela and Lana were just like, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm getting hungry. Like, Leave it on. They get really annoyed really easily. Um, I'd be like that, but I just assumed that's kind of like, oh, my card's like not being, my card's being declined. Like, you know, it's, I'm losing all of my money. I'm wasting my life. You know, <laughs> you're not going to you know kind of way yeah. really really pessimistic about it then it's like oh you're gorgeous on here it's like oh some buzz then I'm going back to normal again <laughs> you know, like it's really fun because I'll switch between those two things if I'll get really annoyed about something if I like if something's not happening the way I, I kind of envision it happening I yeah. get really annoyed about it not really annoyed but I kind of just like get a little bit ticked off by it and sound like oh yeah did you hear that you didn't order your Sprite. No, well, actually, I ordered a Sprite with my takeaway, and then they didn't deliver it, as oh. per usual. And then Alana bought me a four-pack of Sprite, so, yeah. That was good. That was good. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary, but, like, you know. Ah, but it's, like, the only thing you want is a bit of Sprite. But I had sparkling water. Yeah, but it's not the same. And it's not your favourite. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> it's not Thanks. your favourite. <laughs> That's pretty sweet, though. Fair play. Good um, on you. Yeah, she's like, but um, but it is, like it is that kind of thing where if you have someone like that overly positive, <laughs> like it, um, it can change a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like annoying because you're kind of like ah, why can't you just let me be negative all the time? It's like no, just be nice. Yeah, no. I mean it's not. It is nice. I mean there's there's some people who are insufferable with their positivity, but I think that's more to do with uh, I they tend to be the ones that are putting it on a bit. You know, like or they're they're. Mm they're almost hanging on to the positivity because they know what the alternative is going to be for them. I think that's what it is for them. You know, you see those people that are almost desperately positive and I think that's unhealthy, but I'm not, Alana is obviously not that kind of ways. It's fine. Are you? You know, I'm not sure, but it's a good thing to think about. Yeah. It's kind of lingering subconscious. Going... Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Small oof. Too far. <laughs> um, it's a bit raw, yeah, no, it is kind of yeah, it's uh now you've just ruined her. I don't know. Ruined her life. She's gonna start crying start crying now. Um Oh no. But like yeah, no, it is kind of a weird thing where you can kind of just fall you can you can easily fall into this pit of negativity. Mm. And negativity is 
really um, contagious. Just it is. is, yeah. Like the amount of the amount of um, people that are just going on about oh the COVID this and the COVID that. Like, yeah, but the vaccines here. Yeah, yeah, guys, like, vaccine. Was also like, yeah, people are dying. It's like, but vaccine. It's so yeah. I mean, you can go down with the amount of information we have nowadays. Like we can go downhill very quickly with that. And I think with, uh, like you're saying about the negativity is very contagious. I think Irish people have a tendency, and British people as well. It's not just Irish people, but um, they have a tendency to be uh, more drawn to negativity. I think when you go to somewhere like the states or something, I think they bask a bit more in positivity, and I think they will grasp onto it more. You know, if if you're if they're around a positive person, they will take all that in. Whereas I think Irish people, if they're they, the the negative people, will crowd out the positive person if they can, because it's like we're, we just seem more comfortable in it. And it's and that that's not a good yeah. way of being. By the way, that's not me saying. Yeah, this is this is great. No, yeah, we no. all, you know, yeah. it's it's a we're bad way. On like, yeah, yeah. Don't do it. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, like. Actually, I remember I remember seeing a thing on on Tumblr. Tumblr is great, um, <laughs> but I remember seeing a thing on Tumblr years ago, and it was like uh, the morning news. Good morning, let me ruin your day. Yeah, that's that's kind of like, it's kind of it is like it's exactly it. Let me ruin your day with negativity, and also good morning. It's like yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the six six news six news? Yeah. Um, They'll have like misery for like fifty minutes, and then they have this one little good story at the end about some like, you know, badger that they found that has, you know, five yeah. legs. You know, just this bizarre. Alana, I know. Yeah. Alana just said to me like, the news makes her cry, and I was like, that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> fifty minutes of that, and then like something with five legs, and I was like, ah, not that. Well, yeah. do you know it? It's there. I understand have to report the news. I get that. Like, but. Ah, oh, it's we just sometimes it's it's so hard to watch sometimes. There's this, there's this woman in our shop actually before we closed down, before we even knew about lockdown three point oh, she she was in the store and was like, oh thanks for that, and she's like oh thanks for that, thanks very much. You know I appreciate you coming in anyways. Like you know I know it's hard to kind of get stuff done with uh, New Year's and stuff and restrictions and everything. And she was kind of that's okay now. And then like two minutes, like literally two steps away from the counter, oh you're all closing down now for COVID, like shouting in the shop, and I was like. You need to like shout like it's yeah like, it's, like stop being stop it we're open now just, just stop it yeah um, that, that's the problem roaring our head off it's like we're just like we don't know we don't know if we're closing us like oh no, you probably will be closing now she was right she was, she like, was right she but said. um but like but like the way she kind of went about it was she roared her head off she's like oh you're closing now in the shop it's like <laughs> yeah she you, loved why, it like why are you shouting it? yeah she loved like the fucking goss like. And I understand that, like you know, people need to hear the news and stuff. But like, don't do that. No, like, no. Do you know I, I mean, like, I think you need to hear the news. You, you know, it stands top of things. But I think also, uh, if you realize or if you start to see that the news is creating a problem within you, and you're trapped within the COVID news, and then the news that's happening in the states at the moment, and all this stuff is starting to get to you, then it's time to you're all right to be out of the loop for a little while. It's fine, mm. you know. You're not going to miss that there's a meteor flying towards you. Someone will let you know about that. But you don't need to hear about um, COVID-19 and all this kind of stuff over and over again. Because it that yeah. that's that yeah. there's no way, no it's matter terrible. how po- positive you are, that it won't drag you down. Yeah. it. And I, like, I remember Kieran, we were actually talking about this in the gym a while ago. Kieran was like, the news is just 
trying to scare you, like it genuinely is putting the fear into you, like, and it's and it's not the fear that you get after you fucking get drunk in a night out. It's like a genuine proper like people are genuinely fucking scared to leave their houses, and for good for good reason, obviously. But like the whole kind of scare tactic is kind of like it's not even a scare tactic. It's just the way they report it. It's all very negative, and it's all this, and it's all that. And I remember RT reporting stuff on the White House and stuff, and it's like, oh, here's like, oh, why, why, why are we, <laughs> why, why are we doing so this? Like, yeah, oh, it's easier out. Like... My dad, my dad, yeah, my dad's like likes to keep up to date with the stuff. It's like, would you not like, you know, put on headphones or something, man? You're in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> like listening to people talk about Donald Trump. And he's like, and I was just like, I need to get you a pair of headphones. Yeah. like I was kind of like yeah I do not know I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a pair of headphones actually it's like what about my watch it's like you're gonna get them as well just fucking use the headphones in the kitchen because like yeah because like you listen to the news like with Donald Trump and just the COVID polls on like in the kitchen and you're just trying to eat your dinner and trying to have like a good time eating your food mm-hmm. it's like oh COVID things are at all time high it's like I'm trying to eat a steak here sounds a bit privileged but it's first thing that came to my head but like it's, it's like I'm just trying to eat steak here. Like, just I don't need to hear about COVID news. Just let me eat my food in peace. Some people yeah. can't afford food right now. That's not the point. But it's part of the fucking. <laughs> let me just let me fucking get annoyed about this for a second. Yeah, just just slick back in the corner there. <laughs> fucking snake it. But yeah, no, it's true. People can't afford food right now. That's true. But I yeah, but that can, that's but that's that's of... that's what we were talking about earlier on, though. It's the like we're not. Yeah. We're not by 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 forgetting about that kind of thing. It's not that we're trying to be cruel or whatever. It's just we're living in the moment and we can't compare ourselves to other people. We're living in our own moment. Yeah. yeah, and uh, like, cause look, if you're watching the news, you feel shit, right? And you're eating a steak, and then you're like, I just want to enjoy the steak. But then you start thinking about people who can't afford <laughs> steaks. Then you've got two negative things on top of you, and it's like Jesus <laughs> Christ. And then George Lee comes on, and starts giving you numbers <laughs> about COVID. It's like nightmare. But look. Alana's outvoted by two negative people here, so it's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Jump out the window. <laughs> if I had more time to... No, well, no, I totally understand, but it's, at the end, it's at the same time, it's like, this is my personal thing. I'm not thinking about other people you know, not, not being able to afford food. It's terrible, and I, my heart aches for them, but I just want to enjoy my food because mm-hmm. I have food, and mm-hmm. I, can, I can eat this food, but I don't want to hear about people dying of COVID. Yeah, I get that. Like, it's kind of just like, let me relax. I'm not to take it away from your point or anything. I'm just kind of like... Yeah, yeah, no, no. But, like, it, but then that's another side, that's another way of looking at it. Where it's kind of like, oh, people have it worse. Like, yeah, but I still like, you know, able to sit down and enjoy something in peace rather than hearing Donald Trump, uh, mm. Donald Trump's hairs come off again and got wedged <laughs> in the toilet or something. Like, that's actually kind of funny, actually. That is um, funny. Did, did, you, did you see the video of, um, of what is it? Oh, for the life of me, I can't remember it now. Uh, uh, it's of is it Trump old TV show? I think it's called Crime. Yeah, and it's kind of like and they're taking it's 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 an old sketch from like the nineteen eighties or nineteen nineties, but it's like oh should you just let him in the window there? What's the thing to do? And they get into the window and walk in the front door with it, and they like they kind of oh, cover think... the post with like and it's just a video of the guys getting in in the side window. Of the, the White House, and it's like, do you want to know how they got in? The, got in the White House. They got in the window. They left the fucking window open for them, and they got in, and they strode right in, took stuff, and walked out again. Walked out the front door. So what are you doing, like? Oh, uh, was it? That, it was that, the that's from like nineteen. Unbelievable. Yeah, 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 you know what? Hmm. Yeah, oh, that's a great. 
that's like, that's probably the funniest thing that came out with this whole kind of thing. If you ask me, yeah. Like, my dad said, I pissed myself laughing for like 20 minutes. It was great, like, and then the other one, like, that's pretty much, like, the other one was somebody had, like, a Georgian flag up underneath the MAGA flag, but it wasn't, like, you know, Georgia, the state of Georgia. It was the country Georgia. The country, yeah. Did you see that? No. Oh. <laughs> it's country's, George, Georgian country's flag, not the state. And I was oh, like, geez. oh, what is this? Like, this is such a disaster. But I had a little chuckle at that, but that's probably the most kind of, kind of, kind of, like, the most... Kind of let's say a positive thing I've seen on that in a while. It's <laughs> yeah. not even positive, it's just taking a piss out of something. It's still better than, oh, America's in civil war. Yeah, great. Isn't Do you know it? what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, here, just like tell me that somebody did something. Actually, do you know what annoyed me actually the other day, which was really annoying, but I kind of was kind of like, oh, nice, is the French Grand Prix wrestling tournament was on and there's a load of people competing at it. The Americans are competing at it as well, but we were supposed to be competing at it too. But then since we went into the lockdown, we weren't able to. And now I'm kind of just like, oh, those bastards. <laughs> so now so now I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't want to look at the American wrestling team for a while because they got to go yeah. to France, but I kind of do because it's great. Like, yeah, it's kind of it's sport, going back yeah. to the whole activity thing. Yeah. It's true, though. You kind of, especially when you miss something like that and then you're like, I kind of do want to watch them because it's wrestling and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm supposed to be there, so it's what is this? Um, um, yeah, 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 I know. I it. That, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those kind of weird ones. Now, um, yeah, we are coming. Oh, we're almost up at two hours here, and we're going to go through a round of specifics actually at the end. Okay. Uh, just because we're almost there near the end of this podcast, and it's been it's been a long enough podcast, so people who've stuck it out to the end, um. Really appreciate you listening, like it's um, and watching our blurry faces if the video actually goes <laughs> up on YouTube. But um, I think my yeah no, it's uh, my well, I'm kind of blurry. You're in and uh, out though, and yeah, you're kind of in and out as well. Sometimes it's kind of it's fine, and other times it's like oh dear, um, other times it's kind of like sorry, fine. Um, no, we've got where is this round of specifics? I had it here somewhere, and I lost it. This happens every single time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why is this such? A, why is this such a pain? Um, but yeah, we shall talk about something while I'm trying to find this joke. And oh yeah, sorry, I'm, I, I I forgot we were still recording. Sorry about that. Yeah, no. Well, I was we'll just, just looking we'll just at that. This bit out. Oh. That Joker uh, poster is particularly creepy in the background. Which one? The Joker poster over the other side, your head. Oh yeah, it's kind of creepy. Well, isn't it? Get your shit no, <laughs> no, I'm not giving. I'm not. I'm not. I just haven't seen that particular. Oh, no, um, what? Which? No, I was which saying I was harassing her. Is that a Joker from like the comic book? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Is it? Yeah, looks like it is. It doesn't look like anyone's. Like more of a uh, it kind of looks like the one from the. It kind of looks like a real life version of the one from the Killing Joke. Oh, is my my brother mad into like the the bat um the joke Batman and the Joker character like he loves them. I don't I don't really they're, follow them. They're pretty unreal, actually. I watched them. They were I've, a bit my childhood. Oh, were they? Yeah. Mm. We didn't. We, I didn't actually have channels when I was younger. So anytime I go to my granny's or something, there'd always be like some form of um cartoons on, and it was either like Teen Titans or it was like Batman or it was like Justice League. 
I'm so old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, no, don't you dare say that. I'm so old. Mine were the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons. And they are, like, if you saw them now, you'd be like, they are blocks. Oh, they're so decent. God, they're so oh, old. They're so decent. But yeah, they're... they're so decent, though. Who cares? They're class. Fair. I love Teenage Ninja Turtles. Um, I think it was like <laughs> oh. 1992, around then. Something like that. I'd say that's when I was yeah. watching them anyway. So don't you dare um, say you're so old, because that's not on. <laughs> well, I feel old, okay? Oh, well, personal okay. perspective. you got old knees. In, ter- in terms of bodily harm, yeah, that feels old too. Um, <laughs> mental, mentally, uh, that's also old. Um, <laughs> Everything. I miss, this is old. I can't see either, so old age. That's sign of old good. age. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we're just going to go into, yeah, so basically our format for the podcast, and I know we talked about it in your podcast, but our format for the podcast is intro, how you got into martial arts, and um, did you train anything before BJJ? Mm. Did you actually train anything before BJJ? Because I remember telling me about your anxiety, you're kind of like... No, no, I never trained in anything, any sport properly. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, yeah. Because yeah. um, it's kind of hard to kind of put yourself out there and kind of start yourself up for new things, isn't it? It was, yeah. I had to reach a certain age before I started, I think. Yeah, like it's kind of that age of maturity kind of thing or re- kind of self-realization, um, is it? Yeah, and also, yeah, no, that would have been it, actually, self-realization. And the other thing of like accepting the fact that I had a, a mental illness and that I needed to kind of move on from uh, dwelling on it and then the idea then to become start doing other stuff like and, and my mate Shane was the one who said you should try jiu-jitsu I do it it's good crack and then that was it yeah and then you started and then you get elbowed in the face by that guy who elbows you in the face oh stop the amount of times have been yeah you know <laughs> it's good time it's really good times brings yeah, your cheekbones out though so well <laughs> yeah maybe it does I'm, not sure <laughs> I'm gonna say not in a good way mm. Positivity. Um, yeah. <laughs> just going back to your training, actually, for a little bit. Um, yeah. do, you, do you remember what your coach's first technique was? Because we're kind of we're kind of coming on to the end of the end of the end of the podcast, so we're going to kind of bring it back a little bit, just kind of like you know, not be so heavy hearted. But yeah. do you remember the first technique you did with your coach? Uh, the Americana was the very first one, um, and I was I was particularly feeling it particularly odd about leaning on top of somebody because I hadn't done it before. So like chest to chest kind of an idea. <laughs> and uh, it was a very strange sensation. But to be fair, like I said earlier on, I was training with Ben and he was really nice uh, young lad. And he was quite shy because I was, a, I suppose I was a grown man who was new into the place and, you know, uh, beard and all that. And he was pretty cool about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the Americana. And to be honest, um, I never go for it now uh, for some reason. I don't know why that is. Why do you think that is? Uh, everybody knows what I'm doing. But is, is that it, do you think? I don't know. That's, that's kind of why I stopped doing Camorras for about a year. Yeah. I guess it is a bit like that, like though, it. isn't it? It's a bit like people do know that you're going for it and they know the defense for it. Um, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. So they're, they're going to catch you with the counter to the counter that you're doing. It's like, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> Yeah, that's very what was. Um, how long were you training before you started rolling? 
Because that's always something I always ask people, but I kind of always forget about it. Because it's kind of like, oh, I jumped in straight away. But it's kind of like, that's not what you should be doing. Yeah. So how um, long did you take? I'd say I did about seven or eight sessions before I started rolling. Um, now, Martin never said to me that he did. weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could have been. Actually, no. Do you know what? Actually, you're right. When you put down to two weeks, it was more than two weeks. It could have been four weeks, maybe. The Martin did, does, oh, okay. he does he does have the policy now of not doing it straight away. Uh, back then he said hmm. like I could go for it, but I suppose he did kind of tell me to push me in the other direction to say maybe don't go straight in for it. And he was right because I don't think it's a good way to do it, you know. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's um it, I I think I'm quite bad. Kind of just want to jump in straight. It's like you're going to get hurt. Yeah, it's true though. Yeah, like, it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like. And it's kind of like um, you kind of almost feel bad, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like because you can tell they want to roll and stuff, but you don't want them to, you know, die. Yeah, but they need to learn. <laughs> no, that made something grabbing their arms. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you've killed a man over here. But it's yeah, a, but it, need to learn. <laughs> it's right. it's a funny. It's a funny thing though, isn't it? That because you know that you look, you can go light with them. But don't be, you have to be respectful towards them as well and treat them like, uh, seriously, like you're not, you, you were talking about an armbar earlier on, you're not going to throw on an armbar, but you'll set up the armbar arm and maybe say, well, you know, do the hitchhike or whatever, go this way. That might be a way of doing it. But uh, if some, if some white belt comes in, he's throwing his elbows around the place, it's going to annoy you a bit. And then, yeah, <laughs> bad, you know, bad things happen. You, you get him in a rear naked choke and whisper in his ear if you elbow me again I'm going to break a nose yeah well um, that is one way of looking at it yeah <laughs> I've done it um, like, yeah, I get annoyed when people elbow me in the nose it's specifically the nose really? and my eyes I don't want people to touch my eyes or my throat yeah um, apart from that it's just, I'm fine Listen, stop looking at me like that and Anna's looking at me like yeah sure it is no, um, I'm just looking at you that's kind of weird um but yeah, no, that's kind of, that's always kind of like, that's always kind of a funny one, actually. Like, you know, that's not too bad, actually. Yeah. I can start competing two weeks in. That was a stupid idea. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. I remember you telling me that and I was like, yeah, that's crazy stuff. But good on you as well. Like, you know, I, I respect that. I didn't know what I was doing. Still don't. That's fine. <laughs> no, um, you do, you do. No, I genuinely didn't. I got strangled within like a minute and a half. Um, yeah, but not now though. You what's know your what you're at now. No, oh, I still got strangled within a minute and a half. Um, just ask Jack Dolan. Um, but uh, what's your favorite submission, kind of, at the moment? Because um, I know that you don't really do competition and stuff. Because sometimes we ask about competitions and to roll them, but yeah, yeah. Um, Dar's choke all the, would be my favorite. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Dar's I, choke. I like I like the couple of setups that I've been shown by by Martin and John who do it slightly differently, and I, I like um, the position of side control when they turn into you. It seems to be a natural way for people to do it. Um, some you know they will mm. turn into you, and then especially if you're doing nogi, it's very nice to just slip straight into it. And I don't know, I just find it quite pl- a very very aesthetically pleasing um, submission. Yeah, and, it kind of you know. Yeah, it is kind of one of those. Ones. It's really nice and comfortable. You know when you 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 know yourself, Cam, when you get really comfortable with a submission and you're so comfortable with the setup, and even though they kind of know that you're 
trying to set it up. They can't, you can't help but force them into that position. It's very satisfying when you pull it off, and that's what, for me, the Dars choke is, is the perfect one. It like it, yeah. It's it's what I'm trying to. What is it? It's um, yeah. It is aesthetically pleasing. If you see it in the competition too, telling like, oh damn, yeah, that's nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It is kind of one of those things where like, once, like if you get, it, you can kind of patch stuff in the back. Like that was nice. Yeah, but like, actually, like I've got a, I've got an, I've got a pretty good Dars defense. But the other day. I am. Um, I, actually, this is going back to when I almost went to sleep. Um, I tapped and the man let go, but I was still seeing a bit of stuff. And I stood up and I was like, "You're right." He's like, "Yeah, I'm glad." And then I was like, "Right, we're turtles." And I go back down again. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get fucking dark stroked again. So I double legged. I was like, "Oh, this is this is like I don't want to get dark because dark strokes are fucking hard because they come on mm. so quickly." They do, yeah, yeah. But but like, oh, this is a nice hug, and then you go to sleep. But you know they like even if you see a dash joke in the UFC, they just look class. Like I just, I've always thought they were just yeah. a particularly cool submission. So I, I don't think I thought, oh, this is really cool. So I'll just keep working on it. It just seemed to kind of work for me, you know. So I'll stick with. And it's got, I've got longish arms as well, and they're quite slim. They're not, you know, so they can they can go in there yeah. quite easy. So good to slip in. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. It's great. It's, if you're wearing a full length arm uh, rash guard as well, it's so much better. Yeah, I only wear them anyway, so I, I, the, the option is always there. Hmm. You remind me to not give you any darses when we're rolling, ever. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm going to get near one on you, but you never. never. Try. Yeah, you never know. If, you're, if I'm passing knee shield, then I'll, I'll try dars you. Um, there you I, go. I, I, I love darsing people from knee shield. It's hilarious, actually. Um Nasty, just right? is. I darsed somebody in the wrestling competition actually at one time. Did you? Yeah, and I rolled them over and I got points for it. I was like, yay. Oh, class. <laughs> like, dar strokes are great. Like, they work for everything. Yeah, they, they do, though. Do. That's why they're so good. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like them so much. It's just they're there. You know, they're always there. And I'm I'm just, I zone in on them all the time. So, yeah, that they, definitely my favorite. Yeah. It's um, it is kind of one of those things where you can kind of just fall into, it and it's really really nice, and it's, it's a nice kind of mechanic where it's not hard to remember. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. So once you get it down, it's not like you know a mad fucking inversion from like let's say, uh, reverse X into a barambolo into uh, say fifty fifty reverse 50-50 or something. That's that's just confusing. Yeah. Dark shocks are dark shocks. <laughs> exactly. It's nice. Um. Uh, have you gotten injured at all in training? Um, I ironically got injured in a warm up before. I got I pulled a calf muscle in the warm up, but no, nothing else apart from that. It oh, was wow. so upsetting. <laughs> Do you know what? It's so upsetting because I honestly running is so important to me, and I knew that when I did it, running was gone for a few weeks. I still went in and drilled and training, but I couldn't roll because I couldn't put any too much pressure on my right leg, but. Yeah, in the warm-up, it's so... Oh, I was raging. <laughs> but nothing else, thank, thankfully. Nothing that's, else. That's very, that's very upsetting, not going to lie. It was very upsetting. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, have you ever had any terrible... Actually, I'm not going to ask you that, because that's kind of weird. Um, what's your time travel kind of period that you'd like to visit? 1960s. Um, I'm a massive fan of all 60s music. Um, and 60s films to be fair but 60s music in particular and 
I just always liked the kind of it seemed the 60s seemed seemed to be one of those creative peaks for a lot of different types of uh you know arts and uh even even when it comes to like you know painting and drawing and stuff and all these pop art and things like that I just find it a fascinating kind of period and uh it just it just sounds cool now it's probably one of those things where nostalgic nostalgia um becomes a big part of it and everybody thinks it was all great in the 60s and there was no bad things obviously there was a lot of bad things but yeah the 60s for sure do you want a particular year or yeah, 60s all right no oh, cool. whichever whichever you want like when i found that more i'd love 1966 like. for sure 1966 that seemed to be like before the summer of love 66 or 66 because the summer of love was 67 and and it sounds a bit when you get to a like a peak like something call it the summer of love right you know something bad's going to come after it because it can only be this high before you get low right this is the negativity coming out of me but 66 was like the beatles were releasing a revolver and the stones were knocking about as well um uh, there was films coming out at the time in 66 that were yeah, some of the best films of all time, like creatively in particular, were uh, the best, some of the best films of all time. And indie films are starting to come out too, which weren't coming out before. And so, yeah, it just seems 66 seems to be the sweet spot for me. Mm, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it is kind of funny. Thing. I'd love to go see 1966, actually, to be honest. Because... I always wanted to kind of go back to World War Two because I just like all the mechanics and stuff. But in terms of kind of, kind of that era it's kind of like everybody's picking them back picking themselves back up from war and shit and it's kind of like everybody exploring with different things like music and mm. film and stuff it's, it's class yeah just is good time now have you got a favourite movie from that period or just a favourite movie in general or is your favourite movie from that period Um, actually no my favourite film's a bit earlier it's 57 uh, 12 Angry Men that's always like my um. I have this little bit of a memory actually really yeah it's so good right but is we that were, about courtrooms? Yeah, it's about a court. It's about a court case, and then twelve lads are in the in the yeah, jurors' room. I've seen, I've, I've seen it. My, da, my dad's a barrister, and he made me watch it when I was like ten. Can I tell like, you why I like it actually? Because this is weird. Just that you say that, my dad made me watch it, right? <laughs> and I was <laughs> out. Did I was I was outside, right? Um, I was outside drinking cans. I was fourteen, and we were out having some cans of tenants in the field. And came back in and I thought, you know when you do that thing when you're a little bit tipsy and you don't want your dad to find out, so you pop your head and go, right, good night, and off you go. I did that, but he said, come in, Derek, come back in. Uh, there's a film coming on now in 15 minutes. Sit down there and watch it with me. So I was like, oh, shit, he's going to catch me for sure. Um, I'm going to slur or something. But I, I started watching it, and ever since I saw it, and it was probably because I saw it with my dad and, you know, the story behind it or whatever, but I've watched it so many times, and I just think it's, just, oh, I think it's, brilliant I, I love it like um and uh you know I've, I've showed it to people and they've been just like yeah it's all right you know and i can understand like that's fair enough i wouldn't be like fuck you but like i do think it's i i just think it's a perfect <laughs> film i love it i love it everybody should watch yeah, it it's um what's your favorite scene from that film? um there's a scene right well it's a funny film to pick a scene because there's so there's just all set in that one room. But there's this older man and he's the oldest juror. He's the oldest juror and he's about seventy five maybe. And he's just really really sweet old man and uh, he's kind of a way of the fairies a bit sometimes. So there's one part where the guy throws a, mm. a a ball of paper up into a fan, you know, like a wall fan, 
and it just smacks him on the forehead and he's just yeah. kind of looking around and it's a, like a moment of comedy in a pretty serious film and it just it breaks the tension just for those <laughs> 10 seconds and I like I, I just like that part and there's bigger scenes in it obviously and very serious scenes but just sometimes you just need a bit of light relief in a film like that you know yeah somebody got hit in the face with a piece of paper yeah that's all just some old old man just having a good time and just getting smacked in the face <laughs> getting clattered by a piece of paper it's only it's only <laughs> a, <laughs> um, <laughs> ah well still that's a missile according to teachers um have you uh, have you got a worst movie? Um, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the worst film that's ever been made, and just Jesus. <laughs> I know that. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's so shit. Matthew Broderick is in it. You see, it, it was an eighties film, and when we were young, like I was born in eighty two, so when we were young in the early nineties, we'll say it used to be on TV an awful lot. And uh, my brothers loved it, so they'd watch it as much as they could, and I hated it. And it's the more I see it, or even see two minutes of it on film four, the more I hate it. It's a very famous film, but it's <laughs> you just hate. It. I do. I can't stand. Famously it. shocking. But Have people seen, love um, it, though. People Ask- love it. Yeah, I, I, like I'm kind of like that with Little Rascals. I haven't seen that. It has kids in it. Is it shit? Hence, it's not shit. It's actually pretty good, but I okay. remember watching it years ago, and I just I watched it so many times that I just hated it. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but like, the more I kind of watched it, the more I realized how bad the movie was. I was like, oh, I've ruined my childhood now. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of the podcast, but yep. I'm going to ask you. If if I'm gonna ask you two more questions and then we'll we'll kind of end it there. Yeah. Cool. What's the lesson that you've learned from grappling jujitsu and from your own podcast? And what is it that you'd like to kind of convey to other people about it? About grappling. One question. But... Um. Uh, what I'd like to convey Just about about. Okay. Um. I would say what I learned about grappling. Um. What I learned from grappling, I suppose, is to be more confident in myself. Uh, to me, to to go from someone who thought that literally they didn't matter at all, and nobody gave a shit about them, to becoming someone who's a lot more confident now, and um, you realise there's a whole gang of people in fusion who uh, enjoy your company. You know, have some crack with you, like rolling with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the way to keep fit, fit or whatever. It does really help an awful lot with anxiety. Um, from the podcast, I learned that, you know, again, it's about your own self-worth. You are worthwhile. And that all those people that came on your um, came on your podcast, like like yourself, Con, they came on it for a reason. They came on to whether it was for themselves, for other people, but that they, they they took something from it. Like, so you like I look, I'm only the guy that asked the questions, but I maybe gave the opportunity for them to come on and, and have a chat. And maybe to clear the air with themselves about something and clear the air with maybe people they know um, about, you know, maybe five years ago I wasn't doing so well and we had it falling out. But like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't me or it wasn't you. There was things that were there was things that were in my head that wasn't uh, 
wasn't the best. So I think, yeah, what I've learned from it is like be more confident and that you're that I'm more twile. I think that's a good I think they're two good things, aren't they? Yeah. Those those are great kind of things to take away from it as well. Learning your own self worth is mm. kind of it's kind of like how yeah, that's it is a it is something mad. If you told somebody to join jiu jitsu, would you kinda say that to them now or would you just be like, Do you like in strangling your friends? <laughs> um do you know I, I I honestly think it would depend on the person. I do think that that some people would like strangling their friends, like and it, it's in that way that we know that they can tap and it's good. But I do think I would tell other people this this will help you with anxiety or this will help you with whatever I've all you know I've spoken about already. It'll help you um with your confidence and all that and it's just one of those things that's there's I can't pick anything um like like I said a few times now I'm 38 I can't pick anything else in my life that I've done that has had such a powerful effect on my mind like a psychological effect um jujitsu there's there's been nothing like it for me and the podcast has been like without the without jujitsu there wouldn't be a podcast mm. I wouldn't have grown into the person I am now so yeah I think I'd mm. I'd recommend it to anyone but. It, I guess it would depend on the person who always telling them which would be the better reason for them to start it, you know? Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a great thing to kind of like everybody to have to like, you know, bring them together even if it's just like, you know, to wear weird pajamas and try choke each other. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. sweaty, <laughs> man. It's true. Sometimes sweat goes into your mouth as well. It's disgusting. It does, yeah. Um, it does, honestly. No, oh, it's very bad. Like, Alana's over here laughing, but it's... Oh. It's nothing to laugh about. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. Is there anything um, Is there anything you want to say anyways before we finish off there? Not really. I just want to say thanks very much to you for having me on, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's, this is the first time I've been oh, out I've, but I've never been on another podcast. It, I've, it's always been on my own podcast. So this is the first time I've been in a guest on someone else's. And a thank you to, to yourself, Con, for making it quite an easy uh, journey to kind of just chat. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been a pleasure and I appreciate you uh, having me on. No, it's uh, it's been an absolute honor. Like, you know, it's um, it's great to have people on who promote mental health and also who do jiu-jitsu. Um, <laughs> like, it's uh, no, it, it's a privilege to be able to kind of connect people like this, um, even while we're in a fucking weird, weird-ass pandemic. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, the podcast ran on a, bit, a little bit longer than we expected, but look, Sorry. I think it's all in the name of... Um, no, no, that's that's actually me. I kind of brought, brought it a little bit longer than usual because the timestamp here is... Two fifty nine ten. Yeah, so, it's good. Yeah, but um, it's um, no, it's it's. I'm I'm glad that we that we actually talked properly. I I don't like Russian podcasts. Mm. Um, which is kind of Andrew's gonna be like, what are you doing? But you know, it's it's relevant. Like I I think all this is relevant anyway. So it's yeah. it's it's um, it's been an honor to have you on. Like and you know, I I appreciate you kind of like you know taking the time to come on too. Like I know it's it's a lot of it's 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 a lot of time out your day as well. Um, even if we are in a pandemic, like you know, it's still a, a good chunk no, of time. Man, your day. Uh, yeah, but, I was uh, looking forward to it though. Honestly, like I was looking forward to it coming on. It's um, it's different being on somebody else's podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> How did that yeah. feel? Uh, it's you know, it's a little bit weird because you forget. I don't think I did it too much, and I'm glad I didn't. But there was a couple of times where I thought, 
oh, do I ask a question now, don't I? And then it's like, oh, no, I don't ask a question. But um, mm. you've made it very easy, Con, and that's the important part because I don't know well, if, you know, I don't know if anybody, everybody be able to do that. It's, um, no, it's it's just bouncing off to the person. Like, you know, that's why I said don't write down. That's why I didn't give any notes or anything. It's, um, it's, uh, it is genuinely being your true self and even if it takes a bit longer to kind of convey that then that's fine like you know you're being true to yourself rather than having everything off notes um like i when you told me what we were going to talk about i didn't write down notes for i, I remember yeah. what you're going to tell me but i was kind of like well i was kind of like i'm not gonna write down notes because then i want to forget something so i'll just say what's on top of my head and what's most relevant what's most prominent to me because that's probably the most important you yeah. know what i mean and, and, and it's important to have people who um who advocate for mental health and stuff on on the podcast mm. um uh like even if they don't do jiu-jitsu or anything but like still mental health is one of those kind of huge fucking things that gets overlooked and it's a long podcast but i don't really give a shit if people listen to this and get something if people get something out of it then that's fucking yeah. i'm more than happy with that like do you know what i mean that's exactly, um, yeah. like you know if anybody any for any of the listeners out there if if they want to like you know message myself or derek or mm. andrew or sean um, we're always here for you. Like, and we do we do Sunday check ins or we'll do midweek check ins because um, I I forgot to do it on Sunday. Not gonna lie. Um, it's true. I did. And it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, but yeah, no. If if you want to check in with any of us, like we're always here for you, and um, there'll be no judgment. And if you ever want to come on to the podcast and just talk about your life, um, then you can get into contact with myself, or you can get into contact with um, Derek. Like I I know that you're that you'd be buzzing to have people on your podcast. Like sure, you know? yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Anybody who—that's the thing we said said it to you, kind about anybody who's uh, who feels that they just want to have a chat or they want to talk about their life, they can talk about whatever they want. And um, we want to bring, as well as talk about mental health, we want to bring a bit of like good vibes, positivity, a bit of crack. And that's the whole point in 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 my podcast in particular because we're not. Um, I'm 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 just a white belt. I'm a lowly white belt. <laughs> oh, everybody's a white. Well, technically, I'm still a white belt as well. Nah, no. No, well, if you think about it, I've got white belt and a blue belt. So, oh, I suppose yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair enough. If you think about it that way, I just have an extra belt. Um, <laughs> yeah. an extra two, three belts actually, because white, blue, blue, white, blue belt. Um, oh yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, a shout out to as well. Um. Uh, healing with homies which is adam to harry's thing i want I, I'd, I'd like you to go have a listen to that and i'm going to give him a buzz about your podcast mm, and too. I'm, I'm going to tell him to get you get in contact with him because he, he runs a great podcast uh he's a great guy he's one of my good friends and um, he also owns a restaurant his family owns a nice. restaurant. It's a really nice restaurant <laughs> but you know he's one of my good friends he's also he also does jiu-jitsu he does mma and does kickboxing and oh he's a great guy he's just a, he's very hilarious and um and he'll give you and actually if you want he'll probably give you a bit more of an in-depth kind of look on that movie and have a nice trip because i didn't i actually didn't watch oh, it oh yeah um uh, i want to plug jack keishan's music as well just because he's been getting a lot of um he's been getting a lot of feedback and i just i'm really proud of him for getting his music out there for kind yeah. of yeah uh, it's um says here i don't know what that is but um yeah no it's um right man jack keaton music uh, i'd like to yeah. plug also agent elbert on cage legacy mma I, it, it is legacy isn't it yeah that's what you said anyway yeah oh, i hope it is anyways um, 
Yeah, I want to plug that anyways. And uh, anything else you want to plug? Obviously, I want to plug your Whitley Weekly, but... Yeah, yeah, Weekly Weekly. Um, podcast. Yeah, if, if you're in uh, the Weekly Weekly podcast, it's on, you'll find it everywhere. Um, if you're in Athlone um, Fusion Training Centre, of course, because mm. they're, they're my sponsor, so I have to give them a little shout. Yeah, and SBG Tullamore is where I'm based at. Um, what's your Instagram and Spotify, just in case anybody wants to? Uh, it's just weekly, um, the weekly weekly, you'll find it on that. It's just the weekly weekly, and uh, Spotify is the same, and Facebook and YouTube, all those ones, you know, all the good ones, <laughs> Twitter, they're all the weekly weekly, all and the weekly, uh, yeah. yeah, follow us there, and um, yeah, it's it's all good, it's all positive, and and make sure you follow this podcast as well, don't just be on listening to it, you have to follow it as well, because you know.